Hey everybody, it's Nolan North, you know, Nathan Drake from Uncharted, and you're listening to the Geek Apocalypse Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome along to episode 112 of the Geek Apocalypse Podcast with yours truly, Mr. Stephen Hussey, the resident geeky man from Newcastle, England. And first things first, I should mention that thank you for breaking the internet slash breaking my website slash server because um, we couldn't handle the downloads, which is pretty insane. Um, so the lovely people who I have a business partnership with who helped run the podcast said, we need to, we need more money, Stephen. And I was like, okay, let's do this. But obviously it's like a double-edged sword because it's like, yay, people list, more people are listening than even before, which is great. And oh no, I've got to spend yet more money keeping it running. So I should mention, if you like Apocalypse and want to help it in any way, shape or form, we have a donate button uh, for PayPal, which you can click on the bottom right corner and you can donate that way, which is just you donate, you basically decide to donate whatever you want and every little helps. Uh, please don't. A well-known supermarket chain sue me for using their motto because that's one of their mottos. Uh, every little helps, but still. Um, so you can do it that way. Or um, if you'd like any merchandise, we do do a t-shirt and uh, hoodies and all that kind of stuff uh, through our website. So if you go through that, we obviously get a percentage of that, which also helps the what's contributing. And also you get fun little t-shirts, um, which we um, when we first did it, we had quite a lot of people um, buy, and then it's only like windled off because i keep forgetting to mention it most mostly mostly and uh, we don't do twitch as much as we used to so um so yeah if you want to donate please do um as i say it really helps uh, contribute towards geek apocalypse and doing this very show uh in relation to this episode a few things to tell you um obviously it's with ryan day from uh, geek and sundry slash cooptitude fame slash twitch fame um uh for obviously brother of felicia day who runs geek and sundry so we he's been on a few times so a few things we won't touch on we touched on cooperative a little bit but what we do a lot more of that uh in the previous episodes so i encourage you to listen to that not just for that reason but um it's really fun so that's and uh less about geek and sundry the stuff we do talk about in relation to part one because i'll get to why there's two parts is we talk about spell slingers with Sean Plot, which we're both mutual fans of. We talk about like we catch up with him. It's been about a year since we talked to him. We talk about Twitch, defining a geek, which is always interesting, being that I run a podcast with geek in the name. Um, and a, as per usual, a very conversational, whatever comes up type conversation with him. The reason it's two parts is because we did this live on Twitch about ten, I think it was a few, a couple of weeks ago. And we talked for about four and a bit hours, it was ridiculous. Uh, we also took audience questions because of people watching. So that's why it has a live feel to it. Skype screwed up a couple of times, so I got rid of most of the, the roboticness that happened. Um, but some of them was momentum-wise, so we couldn't do that. So that's why it's over two parts to save bandwidth. So this was two hours long, and the next episode, episode 113, it'll be part two of this interview. So that, that makes sense. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please do obviously let people know about it. And as I said, please contribute if you can. And please check us out on Twitter at Geek underscore Apocalypse. But this is part one with Ryan Day. Enjoy! Booyah! Anyway, 
anyway, so as, as we were saying, so okay. um, I'll, I'll, this is going to be a nightmare job for me to edit, but hey, I've got a week until it comes out, but there you go. So, yeah, so I, I, I tend to move from topic to topic too, just like right now. No, no, well, that's, as you know, as you know, because you've been on the show, as you know, because you've been on, this is your third time being on the show, is that li- that's literally why I, I love podcasting is because you, yeah. can, you can go back and forth and we have time to provide context, but I'm just saying for the audio version, having, having bits where it's just me going, oh, we've lost Ryan, oh, we've lost Ryan, oh, we've lost Ryan, is not really like fun to listen to so i'll make sure i take that out but anyway so uh, let's 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 think you back so we were talking you about can, you could leave it in the director's cut yes yeah 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 you, uh, like the, the dvd the, ex- the vision yeah the, the dvd vision. yeah the dvd extra of, of just yeah. all uh, yeah of, of us uh, of people going <laughs> robot voice extra yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Have, have a like a continuous loop of two hours of you just going yeah i sound very robotic i sound very robotic <laughs> hey man it, it works for uh it works for for techno DJs, so indeed, yeah, no, of course, yeah. So anyway, let's 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 uh, go back and obviously welcome to welcome to the new people. As I say, a bit of technical error, so we apologize. But anyway, so we were talking about, as I said, we were talking about the last episode that Ryan was on, and in particular, and I was I was saying that there was a conference I did where we talked about. Someone said to me, "Is Geek Apocalypse like an ironic title?" Because I was saying that, like you know. Uh, I was talking about, which is what, which is the reason I bring this up is because it literally is similar to what me and Ryan were talking about in the last time he was on, was about this idea of that there, there, there are certain geeks that, that want to sort of take over. It's the opposite of people who are afraid that geeks are taking over the world, um, which I, uh, I've... Yeah, the sad puppies thing, right? Yeah, so yeah. Is that what you're yeah, referring to exactly. or something like it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah that's yeah, that, that's pretty much what I'm on about. So yeah, um, and... And uh, and it leads to uh, I mean like um, another thing we talked about which uh, which was interesting because I've heard other people who have kind of admitted this is that we also talked about how Big Bang Theory is not a good depiction of what geeks are. Oh um, yeah, and, uh, and and that was obviously sort of I guess a little controversial Guaranteed at the time. To make one or more people unhappy. Yes, yeah, Absolutely. it's but it's weird that since that point, I've seen quite a number of people who have said similar things of that it's not really a good. It does it misses the point of what what essentially the word geek is and saying you a geek represents. It's a it's a it's a little bit more like taking the piss out of them, taking the piss out of her. Really, it's becoming. But, yeah. Um, um, but, any, but anyway, yeah. So that's some of the stuff we talked about. So I guess. You, you you said something before that interested me. You said that like that's developed over the last year. What were you referring to? Oh, that's so adorable. Cat, um, he has a cat. There's the um, I guess there's the sad puppies and the rabid puppies thing about the Hugo Awards, right? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. There have been several female and transgender women chased off of Twitch. Um, the list kind of goes on and on, you know. Um. I think I, I talked about I don't know yeah, I don't know. it's just it's just too much to even like handle sometimes like it's uh did you ever hear about I don't know whether it was with you but I we we've talked about uh, talked about it on this on the podcast quite regularly is this idea of um uh I'm trying to remember the girl's name it escapes me so I apologize but do you remember do you did you ever hear that story about that girl who was kicking everybody's ass on her stud and then when she revealed she was a woman she got absolute abuse over it I mean that oh, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, really bothered me. Yeah, there's her and then there's Hafu. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hafu gets her more than her fair share of shit, which mm-hmm. is her fair share is none at all because she's pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, the list goes on. And when League of Legends, uh, female League of Legends pro, I think left the game because of harassment issues. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Every there, there are so many of them. They start to blur together in your mind, and then they you kind of lose. 
lose sight of the the uh, the individual trees because you could just see this kind of forest of bullshit. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's a problem. Yeah, it, yeah, but I guess I mean let's let's let, I guess let's um, let's 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 reverse this and sort of talk about it in a more sort of positive sense. I mean, what what in your sense does does it mean? Yeah, I mean, first, I guess, I guess the more more obvious question is: Do you actually like sort of regard yourself as a geek? And if so, what does it mean to you? I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that the more you think about things, the the less cut and dry these sort of boundaries appear. Because, uh, you know, if you look at the kind of jock alpha male, whatever that stereotypical geek people kind of like to revile. I mean, that person might be a geek for for football trivia or fucking baseball trivia mm-hmm. or whatever or weight room stuff and that's stuff that I don't really care about. I do care about exercise and I care about that knowledge domain and I know quite a bit in that knowledge domain myself. So does the fact that it's a physical pursuit exclude it from the area of being a geeky pursuit? Not not my mine. answer. No. Yeah, my answer would be no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So you know, you have the Will Wheaton definition where you say it's it's how you love it. It's being obsessed with the minuta of it, right? Mm. But being a media consumption geek in terms of knowing a lot about comic books is very different than being something like a math geek or like a science geek, right? Mm. One of those is sort of like liking the I fucking love science page on Facebook and the other <laughs> one is doing the science, right? Um, you know, being in a lab or being writing a compiler for your own programming language or something mm. like that. And so then you have like the what's a nerd and what's a geek split, right? And these they're just these kind of artificial boundaries because as people we just love to categorize things. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like we absolutely love to fit things in a nice neat categories, right? Which is why we like things like IQ tests, right? <laughs> it's like we like things like saying that you're a member of this race and like you're a member of that race, right? The sociological well, realities, right? Sociologically they're realities, but you know, and in terms of actual like biologies, you know, they're they're not hard and fast categories, right? You, you, so, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more with what you just said there. Because... But, but none of this stuff that I'm saying is absolutely helpful at all. <laughs> in defining what's a geek and what's not a geek. But right? it, but it, but it, but it, but it, but in a sense, I, I think what you just said makes it is kind of, I guess, my my approach to it. I think we have a similar opinion. Is that um, defining some? I think the whole point is defining yourself as a geek is not necessarily good in that in that sense. Is that because it's just, I basically use it as like a, a verb, as in, it, as in to be sort of geeky right. about, it's to be geeky or something. Do, because yeah. if it's something that you are, then automatically you are on the lookout for things that are people who are not geeks or something yeah, that is yeah. not the pursuit, right? Yeah, and then so as you said, just to clarify, like, because the way I took what you said was interesting, is that you said, like, you know, you said, oh, you, you like things that may be considered, like, if you said physical, if you did something physical, then that, like, geeks would be like, well, that's not, like, the whole point of being a geek is that we don't like sports, which is something right. I have a problem with, is because I love sports. Yeah. Uh, I, I absolutely adore sports. Like, um, it's, it's like, the, probably the, uh, outside of, like, the obvious, like, you know, Netflixy stuff and, and, and television shows, the obvious ones that we could, I could name. 
Um, that is the most thing that I watch. Like, I absolutely adore sports. Um, so the idea that I, I'm not allowed to like it because I, I regard myself as, like, a geeky person is completely missing the point. Um, so the way I took, like, because what you're... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what I'm hearing you saying is if you define something um, to the point where you kind of, like, put it in boxes like you were just saying, is that it leads right. to people it leads to people then saying... What, oh, it then leads to people wanting to pursue which is the coolest thing to be part of, like, and not, and then it, it leads to people going, oh, well, that's not what a real geek is, which I guess right. is the argument we're making is that, you know, oh, you're not in it because you love it, you're in it because it's cool to like it, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff, which I think the, yeah, the right. problem you is based on the a, topics. You come with like a bright line test about what's a geek and what's not a geek. You have yeah. boundaries that are in reality very fuzzy, if not completely useless and you know not at all corporeal to something that is a right a hard and fast line right a black and white geek not geek yeah yeah right which is not at all the fucking case it's all whatsoever right Mm -hmm. but it's sort of like what you said it's not something that you are it's something that you do it's a way of behaving and i think i think certainly there there are attributes that you can assign to people who you stereotypically think of geeks or think of as nerds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the definitions that I've seen is that a geek is someone who uh, likes to consume products, right? And that a nerd is somebody who likes to create products or something like that. Or, or which, which, again, I think not, so. That's not useful either. Yeah, right? yeah. Because um, I think I'm both, which means I think the, the, right. the, the changing... This is why the idea of saying you can only be again, as you, I think you said it really, really poignantly, is that deciding that you're one or the other defeats the to, to me defeats the point entirely. That because in my eyes you can be both. Um, if you're going to define yeah, it that way, it's very bad to decide what you are. Yeah, I mean, it's very bad because you, if you if you say, well, what's the stereotypical definition of geek, right? And then you you say you proclaim it loudly and proudly, you are a geek, right? Well, by by donning that mantle, by buying into this description, you have therefore limited your choices and possibilities because otherwise you have this sort of cognitive dissonance where, well, I'm a geek, but I also kind of like sports. I actually kind of like weightlifting, right? Mm-hmm. So am I being a bad geek, right? So, you, you, you know, people <laughs> inherently <laughs> like to resolve their cognitive you know, dissonances, right? Mm. And do you not think that leads? So. Do you not think that leads to that there there's a wider problem there that there, if someone's kind of attacking attacking someone for going that's not cool or uh, that's not oh yeah I think there's a wider I think issue that's a, a huge problem man yeah that I I often find that people who have that kind of you know pathological like aggression towards like they don't like that they don't like that they that, 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 that you like something that they find detestable so like there's yeah. some things there's some things i find appallingly boring like in in my own like personal opinion like i don't know i'm trying to think of an example like i guess golf like yeah I've, for golf or thomas pynchon's gravity's rainbow you know <laughs> things like that right it's like it was such a random like the two they put the two together I was trying to think of something that's bored me more profoundly than anything else (laughs) Thomas Pynchon's Gravity's Rainbow or David Foster Wallace's Infinite Jest are the two things that I find unbelievably appallingly boring Fifty Shades of Grey at least with with golf I can uh, admire the difficulty that goes into you know golfing 
Yeah, my my employer held a a employee appreciation day at the driving range, and like I I hate golf, but boy, driving range is really fun, and it's it's fucking difficult. It's like a way to spend like an afternoon whacking away a little white ball, but yeah, makes you appreciate how difficult a task it is. But oh yeah, I mean, um, even stuff that I I think that's a that's again a really a really good distinction because I often say to people that I can like I think people. As you said, the simplicity of putting things in boxes means you don't like spend any time thinking about how someone does something. So, to give you yeah. an example, like I'm trying to like when I get interviewed about this thing in the UK, and um, the thing that I always bring up is the I give an example of a friend of mine in one of the early episodes we did on the podcast was a, a, a an entrepreneur, and she was a like a, a singing coach, and she did like this particular form of, of teach like singing that's quite rare. It's like quite a hard qualification to get. And so I got on the podcast to talk about that, but I was like saying to her, like, but we will talk about like stuff that you like and we'll talk about whatever comes up. And she goes, Oh, I'm not really like, you know, I'm not really geeky in that sense. And we spent about half an hour talking about horse riding. And then people were like, Stephen, well, you don't really care about horse riding. But I'm like, she, yeah. she was talking about actually, or she owns like a couple of horses. And so I got fascinated at the idea of like, cause I'm a, I'm a key guy. One of the reasons I think I'm good at podcasting is, I want to know information about things, even if I like decide that this yeah. information is useless to me on a personal level. I'm intrigued as You're to how things geek. work. Yeah, yeah. I really, I have to say, I really am. Yeah. If there, yeah. if anything's going to define me, it'll be a pe- like um, I'm a fascinate. I'm, I'm fascinated and curious about people. Yeah, and, and the choices people make. Like I fully accept that. So, but my point is that I was asking her like, so how much does like horses cost? And she goes, Are you really interested in this? I'm like, Yeah, I really want to know because. I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no aspirations of ever owning a horse. And so the point is, is she what she talked about that for about half an hour and didn't even realize. And went, wow, we talked about that for ages. That was really fun. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah. the whole point is, I always say being geeky about something, about saying like how you love it, is to say, is to encourage people to talk about things openly about what they like and not feel that they're going to be discriminated against it. I think that's, sure. that's the, that's, that's my point. So, like, you'll yeah. never hear me say, and I've done 112 episodes of this, you'll never hear me go, well, that's pretty dumb. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's like the all, you know, like you know, yeah, it's possible, but you won't do it for just anything. Yes, I mean, I was gonna, I always like make the distinction of yeah. obviously there's things that are not not debatable, like you know, you know, child abuse. We you know, we all agree that that's wrong, and, and all yeah, that. so the there's not out on that one. Yeah, either. exactly. Yeah, so there are some things that I'll not, you know, because I get accused too often of debating things too much, like and uh, but I'm like. I, I, I think debate is healthy, um, and I think that's one of the reasons why, like, this is a conversation as opposed to an interview, so. Um, but yeah, so, do you think the wider thing about topic stuff, and we'll, we'll move on from this in, in a second, but do you think this idea of, like, pigeonholing stuff for topics is, like, also, like, the wider thing if people do that in certain, like, you know, categories of things? Like, I always think that about music. That people go, oh, I, I really love, like, I have a friend who, like, loves heavy metal and he won't listen to anything else and, like, he has this pathological yeah. love of it. And I get very depressed at the thought of, like, if I did that, that I feel like I'm missing out on so many amazing music. Do you think that's kind of, like, another example of what we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, people love to identify themselves as something, right? It's yeah. something that makes up our personality and it makes up Great our point. outside representation to the world, right? Yeah. Good point. You can't go around saying, I'm someone who loves everything and I'm interested in everything. It's kind of like a cop-out because it's clearly not true. There are some things like, I don't know, horses and the ownership thereof that might bore the shit out of you. Hmm. And 
it, it, it's just I think it's natural for people who want to have an easy identifier for themselves to signal to other people who might feel the same way and who they might get along well with. And it's been very easy for a long time for geeks to do that, self-identified geeks in the more or less classical sense of being interested in things that you wouldn't see on top 40 radio and wouldn't see on the big three television networks, right? Mm -hmm. And those lines have become increasingly blurred as computers increasingly run many aspects of our day-to-day lives and they've intruded on our personal lives more so in the past 10 years than any other time in human history. Like I remember when I was in college, you know, I had a (laughs) Samsung phone with a a display that was probably 100 pixels by 50 pixels, right? And that's what everybody had when I was in college, right? Like back in 2005, 2006, Mm -hmm. right? And now everybody's got a miniature computer. You know, everybody plays mobile video games, right? Mm -hmm. You know, playing video games isn't just the the province of people who spend $2,000 on a computer to play very advanced video games, Mm -hmm. right? You can no longer, like consider yourself a part of an elite crew mm. and that's where that identity begins to break down and that's why you see all these people fighting back yeah. is because they used to be able to be unique in that regard or Great they point. be able to be curators of an arcane and you know secret cabal of knowledge holders that not many other people knew about this this kind of sphere of knowledge. And yet now you have iPad programming games that everybody six-year-old has that allows mm. them to draw you know, logic gates into place or to do rudimentary programming with symbols that they they drag. And this is like six... You know, I, I have you know, ten friends who aren't in the computer industry whose you know, kids are, are playing these games. Did I lose you, by the way? My, uh, no, your light just went off, though. Okay, my screensaver went on on my... Oh, right. Uh, right, yeah. It's, it's a good natural light. Yeah, no, I can hear you. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, you're fine. Yeah, it's just you went dark. I was just about to mention you went dark. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, carry on. Uh, anyway, where was I? Yeah, so uh, you have this crisis of conscience between, and it's these people who used to be part of a very secretive, like, guardians of this arcane knowledge. Like, oh, nobody knows how fun board games are except me, right? And now you've got Will Wheaton's tabletop, right? Will Wheaton, who's on the Big Bang Theory, which is on one of the big three networks, right? Hosting a show about tabletop games, right? And now tabletop games are in the fucking Wall Street Journal, right? And so now you're no longer a part of this elite small group of people who are these secret appreciators and curators of a lost art, right? Now it's a commodity item like everything else. You know, more board games are coming out now of higher quality than ever came out before in the history of board gaming. That's such a and fantastic point because... It's a great thing. Yeah. It's wonderful, right? The more the merrier, right? And yeah. But people... But your point is, but your point is not everyone. Your point is, is not everybody thinks that way though. Like you're saying, you're saying, yeah. Your point about saying that you want everyone wants to be unique is such a great point. It's like it's like it's like those assholes who listen to this band that yeah. And I was just thinking that yeah. yeah, To some extent, they resent this band making it big because now now they sell out, man. They sell out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they have to find something new that no one knows about. Well, like because you, what you, 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 like if they get like what I found ridiculous about that 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 way of thinking is like you know as you said a good example when a band becomes big and more people listen to them it gives them the tools and money to make more music which is what you would want to happen. So the yeah. idea of them that they're just going to be going to like open mic gigs and going, well, I know I knew them before they were big. I'm like, that's totally irrelevant. It's like you have people like I heard on a podcast, like I was listening to some old episodes of Nerdist a couple of days ago. And I remember when Jonah said that he was a huge Weezer fan and he went to see yeah. Weezer. 
and there's apparently quite a number of like Weezer fans that go to their gigs who go like he said oh I really liked the youngest I've not really listened to him in a while but I really wanted to go and see them because I, I liked them growing up and I still listen to them every now and again but it's like oh I didn't buy that last that last album etc etc and he's like and apparently this girl who he was talking to he just like met her at the gig went oh yeah that kind of Weezer fan yeah oh <laughs> And you're like, what? What's that? What does that mean? Like, it doesn't mean it. It, doesn't, it means nothing. Like, and as and um, I just wanted to say, like, just a, a side thing to your point because I think you you made a brilliant point. Was I was just thinking of the number of things, and I could, I, I think I could have that same attitude of like being really and not angry at like people entering my domain of things that I like because I yeah, could name exactly. a, I could name a number of things that I still love to this day. That, are, that would be regarded as like anarchy. Like the, the prime example you did was board games. I, I, right. I've been a board game slash poker player for as long as I could remember. Like because they were the two things that my family did at, at family gatherings. We'd play mm. a game of poker and we'd play a board game uh, like at Christmas and everything. And I absolutely adored it. And that's never left me. Now to your point, if I was like the people we were just touching on, where oh look, tabletop and board games have got big. Like I yeah. have the attitude of great. There's these like-minded people. Like about eighty percent of my social circle now have came through my love of board games. That we go, I go to a board game club, and the it, range of people has changed over. I'd say over well, the last has, ten I mean, years. A, like it's ridiculous. A, there's a brand new, a uh, huge, like several thousand square foot cafe that's opening up like two miles from my house. Uh, within the next month or two here in Austin that's just meant for board gaming. They're, they're, they have a kitchen and their food portions are sized to pick up and eat with one hand so that you can play the board game with the other hand. And like the tables have cup holders and, uh, you know, separate meal holders so you don't spill onto the board games. Cool. And you know, now it gives so many more people an opportunity to be introduced to the hobby and the pursuit. And it's a, it's an awesome thing because uh, everything just gets better over time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. Uh, I think people are afraid of change, right? They're afraid of the world changing around them, and they're afraid of having to change themselves in order to accommodate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is difficult to change. Yeah, it really is. It's one of the hardest things. You get it. You get set into a groove, and then all of a sudden, time and tide pull you out to sea. And that's kind of what's happening to these people, right? That's the that's the rabid puppies or the sad puppies or whatever the fuck they call themselves with a, that uh, have been fucking up the Hugo Awards the past two years, right? That's them in a fucking nutshell. They're science fiction descriptivists, right? You should live your life as a prescriptivist. I'm sorry, a, you should live your life as a descriptivist, not a prescriptivist. And yeah. the, sad, the sad puppies are, are prescriptivists. And they're, not, yeah. they're not descriptivists. Um, yeah, good way of looking at it, yeah. Um, that's, fascinating. Yeah, that's... That's the way. That's the way it is, right? It's like people who don't like all these newfangled words that are appearing in the English language, like selfie and like on fleek and what have you, right? Oh like, God, you, you, you're leading to. Are you talking about like sort of um, grammar Nazis or whatever? Like yeah, the, the phrase grammar is Nazis, like, right? And, oh, and it's hey, like if oh. these people, if these people had their way, we would still be able to read Beowulf in the original <laughs> language without sort of translation, right? And I'm sure that there were those assholes back when fucking Beowulf was written, being like, "Oh, this Middle English shit." Is bad. <laughs> yeah, this, be- 
There's stuff that we can't read now. We can't read now, and there's people who are, like, experts in it, and they're still like, what does this shit mean? <laughs> like, why are we grunting at each other? What is this? We should have stuck with cave drawings, right? And, like, people, like, like then, they're like, what is this new cave drawing shit? There's a what reason, there's a reason no one really speaks Welsh anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, let's, uh, uh, but yeah, hey, hey, no, angry Welsh gamers. Yeah, 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 I know, yeah, that's why I did it. Uh, I know, he's, he's, I've met him, I've met him, no. yeah. I've met him, as you know, he saw the, the picture, so. Um, but yeah, so remark as we say here in the u.s yeah yeah i'm just i'm just teasing him so yeah uh but i but yeah that, that's that's a, that's such a great point like because um oh god it's just it's made me think about it because i was just to think the reason i said grammar nazis is because i was watching like a television series where they were talking have you ever heard of a, a show called room 101 it's based on the I george think, orwell I, things i think this might be the second time i've heard it i've heard of it i think i've heard about it not like of <laughs> okay it. I, Okay, but um, I could tell you, if you ask me what it was, I could not tell you. Okay, well, it's based on the George Orwell thing of that he had a room in in 1984. Oh, yeah, where... uh, 1984. Yeah, right? yeah, uh, uh, yeah. He he rats were not on his face and such, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so they um, the BBC um, did a show which um, they've re they redid recently with a new presenter where they would basically have a guest on and they would talk about things they disliked in life and they basically had to debate why it should go into room 101 as in we should get rid of it from their lives entirely um, yeah. so um, I was watching an old episode of that because somebody very kindly and I have no problem with this because BBC should do this themselves is people put people have put some episodes of them on YouTube which I know the whole issue with copyright but then my problem with that is that BBC don't do it themselves and I get very right. annoyed I get very annoyed at that and so this um, I think I actually saw Will Wheaton make this point in an interview once where he said piracy for to a certain extent are the company's faults for limiting where you can see things like he gave an example of where he went into canada and his itunes account wouldn't work because he wasn't in the yeah. same country or something and he was and he couldn't watch anything which i was like yeah i have that problem i have that problem all the time so yeah, it's probably one of the greatest threats to culture at large i feel is this this very topic so yeah yeah oh yeah obviously we, we can discuss that in a second but um but yeah it's it's just so i was watching an old episode of that as my point so and um, the, the, the particular guy was what uh, a guy called Marcus Bridstock, who's a great comedian. He um, he uh, wanted to put in grammar Nazis into Room 101, and I got very sort of like happy about it because um, the way he described it was exactly my issue: is that this idea of that you have to have perfect grammar and all this kind of thing, yeah. particularly as someone who's heavily dyslexic, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly dyslexic. I guess that's the one thing I'm uncomfortable with is that, you know, like if you read board games, um, one of the, I actually have lost board games because I haven't read the victory points correctly because I've read yeah. them wrong because of being dyslexic. And I actually admitted to this. I've been playing the same number of like games with a bunch of these people for two years uh, or, or so, maybe even longer. Like every Thursday night, I, I go and play games at a friend's house. And to be honest with you, which sounds crazy to think, is, um, is that... I have only admitted to them now that one of the reasons, like, because I've been in situations where I've read a card and I've had to read it three or four times to be sure that I've understood it correctly. Sure. And they start, and they start, like, abusing me, like, and it really pisses me off, like, because yeah, I, I really, I really want to go, I can't read this. And actually, I was about to ask someone to read it. And it's actually reached the point where I got that so often that I don't actually, I can't, I don't, I feel uncomfortable asking. Oh, um, which is really terrible. Yeah. yeah. Like, so my, my point is to go back to the grammar thing is that that's an example why I really resent that because as someone who re, I actually, because I'm dyslexic, I really try and be correct in my grammar. And then when I get it wrong, you're accused of being like thick or, or sure. idiotic or whatever, which is completely, 
completely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's um, just a way of, again, dividing people into different classes of so people who are, you know, and it's like any any anyone who has had to deal with, I guess, who has lived in the world of two cultures, right, mm-hmm. uh, are very familiar with the concept of code switching where you act one way in front of one group of people in another way. Yeah, in, another, in front of another group of people. Good point. Right? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, um, it's like there's that uh, there's a photo of Barack Obama shaking hands with I think it was a basketball team or something like that. Okay, yeah. And he he shakes hands with the white players very differently than he shakes hands with you know players yeah. who are black. Right. Interesting. Um, yeah. And it's just a very like visual example of of code switching that people go through every day. Mm-hmm. The way I act at work is very differently, and the way I talk at work is very differently. Than the way I talk to yeah. my sister on Coaptitude, or the way that I discuss or comport myself on stream. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I actually think um, uh, I always kind of find this interesting in regards to the pod- like because this goes back to what we would, we we opened the podcast talking about is um, again if we just did, like if I, if I wanted to sort of define another uh, define geek, which again we're, I guess we're both agreeing in the sense of defining geek is, is pointless in in a, in, a, in, a, in a sense, but yeah. all I'm saying is that. Um, another thing that I find interesting about it, because we said about that you can't be geeky and like sports, is that another thing that I find interesting, and I'd like to know, I'd like to ask you, because you, you've been touching on it, is people who know me in my personal life are, like, shocked at how different I am. Like, and I don't mean sure. that in a kind of, I don't mean that in a kind of, like, if, I feel like if I met you, for example, I've, I've, I've talked to you a bunch of times and, and I, and I feel more friendly is that I think if I met you at a convention or something, I would, obvi- I, I would, I would, I would probably be more upfront and chat and like friendly with you because I've met you right. before. I've met you before. So that, so, but, my, but my point is that people who know me really, really well are aware of, I can be the other edge of the spectrum. Like I, 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 I'm regarded as someone that's really sociable and really talkative and I, and I, I never shut up sometimes. And, and yet if it when in my own house, I am the most introvert in, I'm the most introverted person. I do a lot sure. of things that I don't speak to people. I, I sit and I, and I just absorb thing. I'm a very absorby type of person. I, yeah. I, I remember hearing a uh, Robbie, Robin Williams say that, that like, um, it's a fallacy to think that everyone like he uses the phrase that Mike Myers did of um of the he's a site Pacific extrovert and an introvert the rest of the time right. and and I, I I can't I've never seen I've never heard that be phrased as as effectively as that like that really makes sense and so I haven't explained what I'm like from your point of view like because you mentioned that you're different on cooptitude with your sister oh, yeah. and, and all that kind of thing is that is that a good parallel in your life I mean you know not everybody it's like this is this comes this cuts straight to the heart of why I think that that really whenever you say the phrase I am mm-hmm. it's very it's a very blunt instrument isn't it yes it's like there's a whole branch of of English called like e prime that that seeks to reduce the use of the word to be in many contexts right so when you're saying this something like I am it's very very blunt it's very global and that it's very it's a very black and white word in the same sense the the word the, the term black and white that we've been trying to discourage when combined with with the word geek right mm-hmm. it, it's so much more helpful to describe yourself as somebody who does things or feels a certain way in certain situations and it makes the the palette that you draw your your self descriptions with that much richer and with that many more shades. Yeah. Because if you say I am a geek, then people have a picture formed 
in their heads immediately about the, what kind of person you are, and they infer things from that that you never would say, and mm-hmm. that very well might be wrong. Yeah. And so if, like, don't say what you are, like, say what it is that you do. You do, do. yeah, Sometimes, which is kind of Will's point, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, it goes exactly back to what Will Wheaton's description of a key Yeah, is. yeah. And you say, well, I'm an introvert, and then people immediately, these these stereotypical descriptions of what an introvert is and what an introvert does, they flash through their heads, and they have automatically stuffed you in a little cubby hole in their yeah, heads yeah. about you're this way. And it's very hard to get people to change their minds once they've made up their minds about a person, right? But then is it's it... Like, oh, maybe they, maybe they won't invite you to a party because, oh, they, they described themselves as an introvert that one time I talked to them or that two times I talked to them, right? And, and it's like, just avoid these categorical things entirely in your life. And, and it becomes so much more of a challenge to describe yourself because you don't have these easy go-to, you know, insta-categories to describe yourself in. And yet people, that's what people want from you. Yeah. And because, uh, like, I would, uh, like, I, I would go on, like, three or four OkCupid dates a week or something before I met my current girlfriend. I'll be like, well, why not? You know, I've got, I got spare time. I want to meet new people. And, like, like people really want to 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 sum you up with just one word. They just yeah. want to be like, okay, I want to cubbyhole you in this one thing, and and I just talk about, well, I like, you know, I like this and I like that, and then, and you're like, what I what I eventually learned to do, to appear as interesting as possible, was to like to do things that are in, were in wildly fucking different spectrums in people's heads, like, oh, I. I do board games or I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or I do this online show with my sister and they don't know what to make of you because mm-hmm. they, they really want to categorize you in a, a very neat little cubby but you deny them that pleasure Yeah, and, and that's kind of what makes you interesting to people I feel mm-hmm. and I, that's kind of become a hard and fast rule in my life is you asked me at the very beginning of this conversation if like something like if I self-identify as a geek and the answer is absolutely not mm-hmm. Because the instant you self-identify as some term, then you immediately, to some extent, remove from yourself the possibility of pursuing things that are outside of that cubbyhole. Which is, yeah, we talked about Which that. We just thought we would. Avoid. It's funny when you said we were talking about that with dating. Is that if you don't, it, we, 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 I don't know whether this was before we officially started, but we were talking about dating and how. And how that if you don't go outside of the world that you're currently in, how do you expect to meet someone different? Because you're just right. seeing the same people over and over again. And to your point, yeah, if you just say I'm geeky, I'm going to go to this board game. No, because yeah. like, like if I said right now, which is why I'm actively like trying to go to other things. And I, as I said, I, I fully admit that I use dating sites. Is that if I, if I, I got to wiggle my mouse every two minutes. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. if you don't, uh, I, I am, um, because I do so many of these, is I, I turn that, I have to turn that off on my laptop because it's just like, it's, uh, yeah. it, it's very annoying, yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so it's fascinating what you said because there's a couple of things, there's a couple of things I want to say in, in regards to that is, um, what's interesting about you saying that if you have a diverse, like, interest level, I guess is what you were talking about, like, like stuff, it's, not, it's not even about diversity, right? Okay. It's about, it's about refusing to, to sum yourself up in one word that people might, Used to prejudice themselves in one, and and I don't mean like a necessarily mean negative prejudice, but I mean in positive prejudice as well, or to get to be, let them think they have a handle on who you are. Yeah, right. It, easily, right. You have to make them fight. At least make them fight for it. Mm-hmm. Don't give it to them on a platter. Yeah, yeah. Right? 
It's it, yes, it's just about. I think I, I think I do that. I, I think I'm slowly learning that. That's something I've learned over time. That yeah, yeah, I used to be someone who'd be like open to the extent of where I'd just be like, oh yeah, like this, 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 and this. Whereas, um, there, I do actually agree, and I don't know whether this is kind of what you're saying, but how I took it was. You, there's an element of like you. You want an element of like sort of, I guess, mysteries. You want them to kind of keep sort of guessing no, about that, yourself. That feels that that has a flavor of being manipulative to me. Yeah, um, I guess that's I why guess I'm kind of like that. Yeah. You know, I, I I guess what I'm saying is that you have to be aware of the power that words have. Yes, and you have to be aware of the effects that 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 certain words have because it's not like geek has a taint. To yes, it. I don't want to say that. Mm-hmm. But it, it is a word that says much more than you might intend for it to mean. Yes. Because it has positive baggage as well as negative baggage. Indeed, yeah. Right? Connotations. Okay, not baggage. All right, let's say the word connotation. And to to best language best used is that which avoids connotation unless you specifically want it to. Saying I like to do board games automatically might make people assume a lot of things too. But I think I just to give you an example of that. I think the last day, the last day that I went on, I actually, uh, I said, I said it wasn't a particularly great date anyway. So I don't think this like made, made <laughs> yeah. it. I don't think this those made like a. Become, those quickly become experimentation grounds, don't yeah, they? Yeah, like, yeah. And then you suddenly like go, oh, I don't give a shit, and I'll just say what I'll say what I I'll say what I'm I would say normally. Extent, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. And then I just kind of went. Oh yeah, yeah, I play board games and like, yeah, I meet, I think I was even saying like I'm meeting my friends later or something like that and then um, I instantly saw a shift in like the way that she behaved yeah. after that and I was kind of like, sure. okay. And it was just like, and again, I guess the reason I find this subject matter fascinating and again, I think it, on the whole, our, ge- our general point, which we both seem to agree on, is this idea of defining yourselves to that manner of, of going, I'm just this person yep. is incredibly like ineffective okay. and, 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 har- and harmful, yeah. But, like, what I find interesting is that... But then on on some level, I kind of go... But when I explained in this example of when I went, oh, and I play games, and I meet friends, I have friends who play board games and stuff, and the the instant change, and yet, like, previously before that, we were talking about how we like video games and stuff, and, like, as you're yeah. saying, like, it seems to... She likes video games and films and stuff, and she, like, you know, if you if you had a... Which is, again, a whole other, a whole other top, like, conversation about... That it proves that there's got to be something more than just having similar interests and like I, I, this idea of that you have to find someone yeah. who who not, who cl- yeah, clicks links is silly to me. Um, I think so too, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like another example is is another step is it's like well, again, if you're running down your list of the likes like a resume, like yeah, yeah, like a job a job description or something. Right? Yeah, and, and and like a layer a layer different is what makes really. What makes people really interesting is something to go back to go back to something that you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. about a conversation that you had with somebody who is interested in horses. Oh yeah, it's like you could, you could give two shits about horses, right? Like, well, I mean, like, yeah. I guess just owning right. a, owning a horse or, or something wouldn't be something I'd okay, personally do. Is my yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. Okay, God, what a maintenance nightmare! I can't even bring my fucking car in for an oil change on a regular basis. Like owning a horse fucking thing would be dead in its stall week two i swear to god but you know um what's really interesting is what makes people feel uh right is what makes people feel happy or sad or frustrated right yes. yeah yeah and that's the, that's the kind of language that i like to go to is not running down a list of my likes and dislikes like it's a fucking resume or a column of interests right but just talking about 
Is that something uh, I'm interested to ask you? Like, it's it's because because I'll freely admit this. Is that something you sort of learned over time? Because that's definitely something when I first started dating that I didn't realize I was doing until you sort of get older and realize that like. This conversation isn't specifically about dating, but everything that I'm saying certainly helps when you're dating. Oh yeah. Oh no, of course, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I guess, yeah. Actually, that's a very actually, yeah, that's a fair thing to say. Actually, yeah, I shouldn't really. Again, I'm actually, I'm actually making it a I mean, topic if you're, about. If you're asking for pro tips, I mean, no, no, I'm not asking. I'm not. No, of course not. I've got. No, I'm not really. But everything. No. Why? Well, why not? No. Um, yeah. Well, why not? Yeah, it worked for you. So yeah, I should. Maybe I should every, ask. Every, yeah, everything I'm saying is applicable to to forming strong relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you. No, in fairness, you you actually caught me about something I shouldn't have done, which is put it into a make it into one subject. Dating. No, yeah. No. No. You, but you're quite right, though. You're quite right, though, that um, in terms of meeting people, it's like I guess the like just to, to clarify what I meant is that is that when you meet someone and you go. Uh, yeah, if they're, yeah, they're really interesting. And then, like I just said with the girl that I last had a date with, is that you say one particular thing, and then they go, "Ah, I really wish he hadn't said that." Yeah, yeah, and you're like, but if if I, like my point is, like to give you an example, and I'm really sort of proud of this in my in my senses. My old like I have like three really old friends who I've known since like first school who I are like brothers to me. And it confuses people when I say that the this idea of that like friendship I'm kind of thinking in this example is that friendship is this idea of that you have to agree with them all the time, you have to support them all the time and and yeah. and, and all this kind of thing. And yet it confuses people when I go the reason our friendship is so strong and I, I love them dearly and I go to them for advice is because they very often say things I don't want to hear. And yeah. and that's incredibly useful like especially as someone who has bipolar disorder which people who, who listen to this and you know this i've discussed this before um yeah. I, I get i get like a lock jam in my brain where i can't like i can't like think what i think um that sounds that sounds really bizarre but i'll explain yeah. like like you know what i mean like if like, like regular people have this you know when like you get so stressed and you so you think you're thinking too much that you can't like sort of like diversify what it is that you mean like you can't like figure right. out the actual what you actually think about something so i have a friend like my, one of my oldest friends called scott who is incredibly good at like I, i'll explain to him my situation i'm like i'm not sure what i think and he'll like really calmly and really like diligently go well, have you thought about it this way? Have you thought about it this way? Have you thought about it this way? And then through that, I'll go, yeah, I think it's kind of like that. And then he'll, and, and he just has a really good, he has a, it's a, he has a really good way of, of letting me figure out what it is I actually feel about it. And he's, so he's, sure. but as I said, he, like, my point is, whenever I do that, sometimes he'll say something where I'll be like, wow, that's really shitty. But then I'll like go away and think about it and go, yeah, he's kind of got a point. Like maybe I, yeah. maybe it's my fault. Maybe I'm not doing. Maybe I'm not um, doing it a point. I mean, so uh, you said you agree with that. In what sense do you agree with it? Or like, well, you kind of nodded. I guess I don't know whether you agree with it, but you kind of like, yeah, that uh, makes sense. Like, <laughs> well, no, I mean, I have I have many friends who are kind of diametrically opposed to me on on a lot of issues, right? Yeah, political, but they're to be to the to to a person, they are are kind and generous, and they would. You know, give a friend the shirt off their back. Um, of course. You know, I don't. Sometimes I don't like the way they talk. Sometimes I don't like the things that they say. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, to a person that they are kind, intelligent people. Yeah. And uh, I would rely on them. You know, any day of the week, and they could rely on me as well. Mm -hmm. But no, I 
most certainly don't agree with all of my friends, but that's that's only one facet of a person, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I I wouldn't be friends with somebody who is cruel, or I wouldn't, and I wouldn't be friends with a person who was abusive. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. Um, I guess it's what we were talking about earlier. There are some things that aren't debatable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you know, some, there's the ways some certain people behave that you're just like, no, I won't be friends with them because yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's pretty. But uh, but no, I'm um, I just like because uh, I wanted to like saying about the with the ticky box scenario is that is it not so a hell- box scenario? Yeah, 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 I like I don't know. Yeah, I like that. I yeah, like no, the way I phrased perfect, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the ticky. Well, like just like oh well, you know, because in a dating site, it's like list list the things you like. And then people would yes. go down that profile list. This is why I said profiles are are, are like self defeating, yeah. self defeating in that sense. And they that certainly can be. Yeah, yeah. it's because you read that and go, "Oh, they like this, 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 and this." And also, this is one of the reasons why I actually think on a on a on a wider context, like social media, is is that there are there are aspects of it, like most things, pros and cons. The the con of it yeah. is the con of it is you know too much information about what people are going through that it limits what you can talk to them about when you meet them in a sense of like i guess like i don't mean that in a kind of like obviously if you you know with with any of my friends even if i know a lot about what they've been up to obviously the conversation won't die because i'm friends with them but my point is like you know it i see less and less this thing of the which is very sort of useful for like a a person's mental mental state regardless if they've got a mental health problem or not is that just having a friend that goes, oh, so what you been up to? Like, gen- genuinely interested in your life outside of that friendship. Like, they want to know what you've done, yeah. what you're doing. The problem with sort of social media and like sort of declaring ourselves over and over again is that if you've, like, I, I, I have, you, you see conversations every now and again with people when they go, oh, I saw that on Facebook and it instantly ends, yeah. ends the conversation. Like, I mean, oh, I know too much about it. I already know enough about it, which, uh, you know, I guess is a so wider here's the, problem. So, so here's the thing. Okay. Is that Go, uh, right, go. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't see myself as somebody who's overly confessional on social media. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I have friends who certainly are oversharers on social media. Mm-hmm. No shame. It's like they just express themselves in a different way that I do. Of course, yeah. Um, and it's their and prerogative. It's their prerogative. Yeah. It's their, yeah, whatever they want to do, man. Yeah. I mean, they didn't ask me for my opinion. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. It certainly is an act of courage to reveal some of the things that, that, they revealed uh it's not something that i would do but you know good for them for feeling comfortable enough to do it mm-hmm. for people in relationships that primarily revolve around facts and figures and happenings and popular subject matter that's certainly that's certainly a concern is that there's nothing to talk about right but like one thing that i've discovered over like you know the past so many years or whatever is that like people are primarily feeling driven right mm-hmm. um and it's like, well, you gave the example of like online dating profiles being like lists of facts and figures, right? Or this is what I do. Or even worse, the dreaded this is what I am. <laughs> I play computer games, but in no fucking world would I call myself a gamer, mm-hmm. right? And you no, know, again, if you do, or to any, you guys, <laughs> I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna take the, I'm just gonna take the banner down, which calls them a gamer. <laughs> if that, if that word and all of its connotations, both positive and negative, perfectly sum up who you are as a person, go ahead, be that thing. Yeah, but I don't think it does. I don't think it does for anyone, mm-hmm. right? Not well and truly, anyway. So, 
you know, so you have the dreaded I am words, and that is a whole lot of online dating profiles, a whole lot of like Tinder profiles or whatever, right? And so when I was on the online dating site, uh, I didn't do that. I told a story, right? I like, I told a story about something or I told something about an action that I would be taking that would bring me excitement or happiness or something like that, and I wove all of that into a story, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like a bulleted point list like a resume, right? And so if you can communicate the way that you feel and what the things that make you feel that way, and those are positive things like happiness or comfort or excitement or, you know, hunger or whatever, you know, I got a very, very good response rate on my online profile because I would constantly get messages that were like, I have not read an online profile like yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like I started comporting myself in like more of that fashion in my relationships, you know, both online and off, right? I would be, I would get to the fucking marrow of the subject matter. I was like, boy, you must feel really sad that this and this happened, right? Or, boy, that must have made you angry. Or, you know, I feel really stressed out and, you know, I'm feeling really sad right now because of this. And, like, if you can, like, chisel away at the barriers that people have between, you know, themselves and getting them to dis- getting them to describe why they're feeling right now or how they're feeling the current way and you again you broaden up the palette uh, of possible colors that you can paint a conversation and a relationship with yeah and it's an incredibly invaluable thing because it's just another level of fluency in describing yourself and the world around you and the more more colors that you have to paint that the fucking better your life gets, right? Hmm. Because like a lot of like, especially men in our society, like I did, I said something on the stream a while back that a lot of people took exception to, and I was like, I was like, a lot of my my close friends are, are women and not men, right? And it's because in in American culture, at least, men are kind of trained to feel like one of two emotions, either anger or like a resentment. Anger, certainly, <laughs> anger is the most acceptable emotion for a man to display in our okay. in our culture. Um, and I suppose having a sense of humor might be a second secondary, you know, mm-hmm. you know, delight, even if it's delight in another's misfortune, right? It's sort of delight and anger, kind of the two acceptable emotions for a guy to display. Mm-hmm. And so a, a lot of a lot of men in my Twitch chat immediately took exception to that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, no, I had plenty of guy friends in college or whatever. But the the conversations of the most depth that I, I've tended to have have been with women by and large, and it's because it is more acceptable for women to show a greater variety of emotions in their day-to-day life, and that that helps you describe your inner experience, because ultimately, uh, human beings are driven by emotion, and people don't actually like to accept that as a fact, but it actually is a fact. Yeah. It's that if something makes you feel a certain way uh, that is positive, mm-hmm. or has made you think that it's positive, you're more inclined to behave that way. Yeah. Uh, it's simple to me. Mm-hmm. To, to describe that. And so if you actually allow yourself to broaden up the vocabulary that you use to describe your inner state and the states that you have had in the past and states that you hope to have in the future, then you begin to be able to communicate with other people on a far more deeper, far richer level. Yeah. And again, if you have paid attention to the past hour or so of conversation we've had, this is as far flung as you can get from the I am a geek or I am a gamer. Exactly, yeah. I am a jock yeah, way yeah. of describing yourself because it's lazy shorthand yep. that does a lot of work for you because you might not have the vocabulary to 
you know, and I'm not saying this to be condescending. No. It's really fucking hard. No, no. Have yourself using feelings, right? And, mm-hmm. and words that give you fine corners instead of hard edges on, on who you are. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what I've been getting to when I said what I self describe as a geek, and the answer is absolutely not. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Which is, so, and, um, I, and, and it, it baffles people when I when I actually have said that in the past that like, as someone who owns the name with geek in the title, it's like, um, yeah. it's it's it, I, in the conference thing that I I mentioned uh, I mentioned earlier, and um, they asked me if it, I was being ironic in the title because I kind of was because the idea of like geeks taking over as in an apocalypse where geeks take over is is yeah. is ironic, in the sense of that I think we're all geeks in the sense and, and in a sense in a, in a I guess in a more complex way of looking at it it's an irrelevant conversation like it's it, irrelevant it, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it, because as you say I mean. It's funny you say that because I'll just make a, a very sweeping comment so and then Lodinius, we must move on. Lodinius asked if we're actually talking about Tinder, and yeah. yes, what I'm describing, what I'm describing actually works scary good on on Tinder yes. or on OkCupid. Yeah, it's yeah, actually, it's actually it's actually very frightening how 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 well it works on those platforms. Yeah, um, because uh, like ultimately, like if you like everybody knows how to do small talk, and it's like not everybody knows how to do really like in depth talk and. And it's it's certainly rewarding to be able to get people to the point where they are comfortable talking about what they fear, right, or what they hope to accomplish. And, like, it's so uncommon that when you get to that level with a person, they often are like, wow, I've very seldom met somebody like you before. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Which is in, yeah, which is interesting. I often um, I, I sometimes I, I sometimes get that where they're like, "Wow, you're incredibly like open and incre- and like yeah," uh, and and I I take that as a huge sort of compliment. Yeah, I mean, you're very you're you're very accepting, right? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you're very when you talk to people, it's like you uh, the the person you talk to doesn't feel like judged in any way, right? You're just yeah. very you're, and you're accepting of, and that lets people feel more comfortable going more in depth about what it's that, that they're that they're going through internally, right? Or that they're uh, they're more inclined to share things that they might not otherwise share, which is what makes, like, Barbara Walters, for example, such a great interviewer, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, who is Barbara Walters? Uh, Barbara Walters is like, real, uh, is like a stereotypical like, uh, journal in the U.S. But I think I have a, seen her. Like, she's actually an excellent, excellent one-on-one um, interviewer. She's very, very good at getting people to open up to her i'm going to grab a bottle of water i'll be right back okay actually i, I was i was actually like when i was staring to my right i was thinking oh i might yeah. do the exact same thing so like yeah, quick tiny okay. break uh let's take two let's, let's take, take we'll take a two minute break guys uh right see you sec be right back yeah thanks guys as i said we'll be talking for about another half an hour or so i'd say and then we'll and then we'll do we'll talk some uh we'll we'll talk some questions but um i just want to kind of briefly talk about while i've got a, a sort of audience here is to mention uh which is something uh geek apocalypse is working on is we are doing a uh we're doing a web series that's currently being in pro- it's currently in post production um, is about sort of a bunch of geeks, uh, which sounds like I've, I'm kind of uh, being hypocritical in what we're just talking about. But it's basically about people who like things that are that are not the norm and sort of post-university. And it's something I wrote uh, when I tried to become a BBC producer when I first left university. And uh, it's on Twitter. 
Um, he has a he has a, a promo of it uh, for those that are interested. Um, uh, and yeah, so we are in the process of doing the pilot with the idea of we'll be kickstarting it sometime this year. So if that sounds like fun, please do um, consider having a look at it when it comes out, and I'll obviously be letting people know in all our communities. But um, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm really proud of it. I really like it. I hope it turns out okay. And uh, and yeah, uh, it's on Twitter, which is at uh, at LFTF series um, on tw- on Twitter, and uh, it it uh, it'll be cool. Um, so yeah, I just a little quick plug there, I guess. Uh, but yeah, uh, as I've mentioned, as I mentioned uh, in this brief thing, uh, if people haven't done so already, which really does help uh, podcasts like myself, is if you like what you've seen, and uh, I would really encourage people if they've got iTunes to subscribe to us on there. Um, we have, a, as I said, 112 shows. This uh, 111 um, I haven't recorded yet, but we will be on Monday. Um, and yeah, so if that sounds, if you've enjoyed this, and please, I encourage people to listen to the other episodes, just in terms of some of the people we've had on. We've had some unbelievable people on. Um, RJ Mitty from Breaking Bad, Nolan North, uh, aka Nathan Drake, um, we've had all the Red Dwarf guys, which is a television series over here. Um, Claudia Christian from Babylon 5. Uh, loads of people from Star Trek. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, I'm trying to think. There's been a whole bunch of, of interesting people. Um, Andrew Hackard uh, came back on recently. The Munchkins are. We've had a lot of board game people on. Um, as, as I just touched on with Ryan, uh, we have a whole diverse range of guests. Uh, my criteria is, are you an interesting person um, that I that I can adhere to? So, um, so, yeah, I encourage people to check out all the shows. And as I said, if you like it, the best thing you can do... Oh, yeah, we've had Anna on, obviously, as well. Uh, and Tony Cat, who's in chat right now, I've interviewed, I've interviewed, interviewed her as well. Um, so yeah, if that sounds like fun, please do consider subscribing, and uh, it really just help help us out. Uh, and uh, right, as okay. I said, Ryan's been on a couple of times. Of oh, that's great! That's the reason you left. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so cool. As I said, if you if that uh, if the series sounds fun, please do consider giving it a follow, and uh, we'll let you know when it comes out. Which uh, at, at this moment in time is probably um, uh, at this moment in time is probably um, July, I would say, because we've had some sort of post production right, issues. But there you go. I so. came back just in time to watch myself go out of the room again. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> pretty oh, cool. Weird. But yeah. Cool. Right. So that was like a little intermission, right? So as I said, like, well, um, yeah. I, I, well, as I was just saying to the guys as you were gone, I was just talking about some stuff we're up to. But um, in terms yeah. of, um, so I guess we'll just talk for a little bit longer and then we'll take some questions, I guess, because there's a couple yeah, of things we sure. haven't, there's a couple of things we haven't, um, haven't touched on because we we talked about a whole variety of different things there. So. Yeah, that um, was fun. Like, yeah, it was fun. Stuff, it's, uh, that stuff that's very powerful, I think. Um, no, no, and it, it's good, and I guess we'll, we'll continue some, being uh, controversial. <laughs> yeah, some, I don't know if that was controversial. I think it's just a, something that a lot of people don't realize what they're saying when they say something like, I am a geek. Yes. That they don't realize like what kind of shorthand that, that actually is, right? Um, so, uh, you know, that's that. In, in other words, like avoid avoid the word to be, right? If, avoid yeah. forms of the word to be is if you can. And see how it makes you describe things. I also would like. I would also like uh, add an extra layer to that and say, don't say I want to be. I guess I want to be something either because yeah. I think that's just as um, that's just as dangerous. That because yeah, it, uh, it's, yeah, it's sort of like I want to be a computer programmer, right? It's like 
Well, I mean, write a program and then you are. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That, you're a writer, right? If you've written anything, you're a writer. You might not be a professional writer. For yeah. that, you have to get paid. But mm-hmm. that's not that hard either. No, no. No, of course. I mean, um, I, uh, I, I said that in the past because I, um, I got paid to be like paid to do musical gigs, and and uh, I used to do yeah. stand-up comedy at university. And people get, I've met people who have went who have annoyed at the idea of saying, "Oh, you were never a professional comedian." I'm like, I got paid. Uh, I got paid yeah. several times when I and when well, I stopped. And, and you then, know? Okay, so then you go, well, that doesn't count. You yeah, that's exactly right? their response. Like, they go, that doesn't count. Doesn't I've been doing it way longer. Yeah, like people love having this artificial fucking standard of what it means to be professional. Yeah, it's like uh, let's see, no fewer than uh, one album that reaches platinum, and then you're a professional musician. It's like that means there's been like there have been like a hundred thousand professional musicians in the history of the world. Then right, mm-hmm. and it's like what do you mean by professional, right? And people just like they was <laughs> the asshole, I guess. I don't understand it, you know. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't understand it either. That's funny that um, uh, I just let this chat. It looked like a wine bottle. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so brilliant. Be so brilliant. It's like we should do that one time. Like if you're because uh, 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 that that would be hilarious. Like we should both just buy alcohol and just slowly get drunker and drunker. Who <laughs> could do? Yeah. <laughs> like just start like drinking from a bottle and just be like, and at the end of it, we'll be like, so Ryan, what do you think? Uh, but, uh, yeah. but anyway, that'd be funny. But anyway, yeah. So in terms of. Um, yeah, I, I mean, because again, we have we've talked about this far too much. But basically, in a nutshell, what I think your point's valid in that, similar to what we were just talking about, the, the difference between amateur and a professional again is something that I find debating-wise kind of ridiculous. But if there is, if you're ever going to define it, I think you're right in the sense of if you've been paid once for anything, I regard that as yeah. you saying you're professional. Like, um, cause I wanted to ask you just very briefly because I, I've had, I've had, um, photographers on the show before is, do you think, cause you touched on it earlier with this idea of that you said about having a phone where you can get loads, you, you got a phone that does multiple different things and they're like, with yeah. phones now, it, it gives people the, 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 the way of go, of, of, of every time you're with someone, it's like, oh, let's take a photo of it because it's so acce- yeah, accessible now. But, sure. Do you think on the wider sense, as someone you said you've got an interest in photography, think that it, because this is what I agree, I agree with what I'm about to say, just to let you know what my personal thing is, is that, okay. is that, um, that photographers get a bad rap is like people think that then, that it doesn't require talent to be a good photographer, like, um, yeah. because I've had situations where, like, I'll it's give you an example, bad. where my, where a friend of mine who is actual, an actual photographer, like, as yeah. it tells me stories all the time about him going to places and they giving him less money because they're like, oh, we'll give him like next to no money because they're like, oh, well, what you do is sure. easy and I could ask my friend to do it, which I get very angry about yeah. is because, because someone who's worked with several photographers over the years is that they yeah. do a phenomenal job. Like the one, I'll just show you guys very quickly because it was on there. That, that photo that I used there is a professionally done one. Um, uh, which I just have a whole, like folder of them on my computer that I just pick and choose from. Like I did about a hundred yeah. of them before we started doing this. So, so yeah. So, do you agree with that point of that photographers get a bad rap because of like it's just this thing of accessibility and that that makes people think think they're good at something? And I, I guess that they could make that even wider than I photography. Know, I guess, but you know, I mean, it's certainly if you've taken a photo, you're a photographer. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, maybe. <laughs> So there, there's one. That's one part of my. That's one leg of my thesis. Okay. If you've been paid, you're a professional photographer. Okay, but if you and take yes, a photo, people, people tend to under people tend to undervalue uh, skills in general. Yes. Um, and I think artistic skills are often kind of shat upon. 
mm-hmm. in a technical centric world that we live in today. And it's certainly easy to tell the difference between a website or if it's a photograph that was done with a by professional means as opposed by amateur means. The fact, you know, any website that I've designed is certainly it's abundantly clear that I am no designer <laughs> that would ever become a professional designer. Um, I have been paid for photographs before, though. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, in a sense, you are professional. And, and under yes, the criteria we just said, yeah. Yes. Interesting. Under that definition of professional. But, you know, people, you know, you can do it yourself, right? Yeah, I could take that picture with my phone, right? Mm-hmm. They say that, and then they take a really shitty picture with their phone. And then go, why did uh, I not listen to that yeah. photographer? <laughs> like, why did this not turn out optimally? I, I can't think of a single reason why. It's like, I must not have gotten an expensive enough camera to do it with. That's yeah, the answer. Yeah, yeah. And so they get like a Canon, you know, 1D Mark III or whatever the fuck the newest Canon is, and they're yeah. like, they still take a really shitty high pixel count pho- photograph. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, well, I guess I didn't buy enough lighting equipment. So they buy like a shitload of lighting equipment and they still take shitty, well-lit photographs. Uh, and, you know, the list goes on and on and on, right? Because they are, are too arrogant to to accept the, the central cost of their predicament. Yeah, which yeah. Which is being an asshole. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed, yeah, that's a good criteria. But anyway, but yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a point. It was just you made me think of that when you said that earlier. as because... Yeah. Um, I, I guess it's in the wider because I said you could make it in a wider sense because something that um, I'm very um, I, I guess it leads to the wider sort of topic which I guess is a, a, a difficult one is this idea of that everyone can do everything um, I guess that's kind of yeah. one of the things that the internet is giving people access to which um, which has some obviously some great things because there's some hidden talent out there but the problem is yeah, sure. but the problem is um, I I I I get criticized for this because I basically say that not everybody deserves a trophy. Um that's kind of my sort of philosophy on that and that and what I kind of mean by that what is you, what that, do you mean what do you mean yeah exactly yeah which I guess I think that's kind of the problem because people think I have this attitude of not everyone deserves a chance which I that's not what I mean. Um what I actually mean is is that there's a lot of people who think they can do things without actually learning the art or the craft of doing it which is yeah. which is kind of like what you touched on earlier about you may find horse riding or owning a horse completely boring but the in at the in the the, the intri- I can't say that word the 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 intrinsic I can't say it my damn dyslexia um, yeah the intri- yeah the, the 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 sort of the 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 inner workings of, of of owning a horse and stuff I find interesting. The idea of owning a horse personally is irrelevant to me. But so my yeah. point, and I think people make, I guess it's sort of cutting to the end, the end goal. Um, and because everything's so accessible now, and I guess I use photography as an example because everyone has the ability to do it on the phones, is that everyone thinks they can do something without putting like the hard work in or the behind the scenes stuff right. in. And and I guess the reason I'm bringing this up, I guess the thing that I'm thinking of as I'm saying that. Is I've done 112 episodes of this show, of this show, and before that I did like you know I did radio, I um I, I did radio and all that kind of stuff. I've I've worked yeah. on a whole, I've worked on probably over a thousand shows in my life, um through doing like internships on BBC and 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 then yeah. I did I did community radio for four years and then I've done this for now three years, um and I've been involved in other people's shows and whatnot, yeah and. 
I sucked when I first started, like, because sure. everyone does. Everyone does, like, and I don't say, like, I, I, I do think I have a natural ability for this, and this is kind of my point, is that oh, I, I, well, I do think I do. You were a beginner. You were a beginner but, once. Yeah, right? but learning the structure and the craft of how something works, right. you can't, that, that's not something you're born with, so you have to learn how to do that, and have to learn how to find your it's own voice and be comfortable with it. And I guess my problem is, is people think that that's easy and irrelevant to being good at something, and you can just be good yeah. straight off the bat. Um, I can't tell you how many times, like, if you, it, no. luckily, luckily they no longer exist, but the old community shows that I first started doing 10 years ago, whatever it was, like, were completely terrible, like, uh, but again, yeah. I guess that's hindsight because I feel so comfortable now and I, I know who I am and I'm a lot older. Yeah. But my point is still valid of like, you know, it takes, you know, maybe it's that, maybe I'm actually paraphrasing the whole, what is it, 100,000 hours or something they say it takes to be 10,000 10, or something? 10,000, yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. 10,000 yeah, hours to be good at something, yeah. Um, I, I don't know, it's, uh, what's your sort of take on that? Do you kind of, I mean, because do you agree with that premise or? Of that mm. not everyone does it? Like, well, I, I don't know. I, I, I think. Anyway, I, yeah, I think yeah. you're becoming robotic again. Uh, oh, damn it. <laughs> is, it is, it, is it getting worse or is it Yeah, it, 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 start, it, it, it was a little bit and then it just started to get terrible again. Okay, so it's really bad right now? Yeah, like, it's am I robotic. It? Yeah, okay. Well, like it's weird because you you're not robotic, but it's just you, there's a lot of feedback when you start talking. I'm gonna call you back right now. Okay, yeah, please do. Sorry, we're oh man, we're in good flow there. That's a shame. Well, that was slightly. It's not as terrible, but okay. Maybe, I, I, maybe we got slightly different wires. I know. Yeah, it does sound like, isn't it, that there's some kind of like troll in the background who's who's yeah. uh, like mixing, mixing and matching like uh, lines and going, "Well, we need to find the right one." Like, so it works. Yeah. All right, the video video's coming through. Oh, there you go. You're you're, you're sort of leveling off now, so maybe it's. I started the video. There we go. Wow, I started the video and I started using more bandwidth. And it- <laughs> fucking fixes itself when I start using more bandwidth. <laughs> I guess it's because okay. it kindly went oh it needs to use yeah. more, we'll give him the right amount now. <laughs> Whatever, I'll, I'll Okay, so the question was uh, something that I have forgotten. Um, do I find that people want to take shortcuts and they don't want to put work in to, yes. uh, achieve, um, to achieve competence in their chosen field? Yes. Um, well I guess well, and, also, and, also, and also I guess the other the sort of side question I had was the sort of like the the I guess I was basically saying the internet is kind of the 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 sort of wider wider reason that that exists because yeah. I guess I guess because like not everyone could have done a radio show not everyone could do it not everyone back in the day could have done a Twitch channel not everyone right. can do this so I guess I guess it's the question I guess the, to make it a simpler question is just to say it's this uh, it's this idea of accessibility is that this idea of that because everything's so accessible everyone thinks they do it and it leads to I think everyone should do it. Mm. I think everyone should absolutely take a photo, and everyone absolutely should host a Twitch channel, or make art, or mm-hmm. draw a picture. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they absolutely should, and and if they're really interested in pursuing it as either a vocation or as a meaningful, deeply held personal hobby that gives their life meaning, yes, they will automatically take the steps that uh, will guarantee that they proceed forward in skill and the ability to execute tasks that are necessary to get mm-hmm. better at that. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't, don't disagree with that. Will do that. Yeah. And and there are people who 
I mean, look at me, man. Do you think I would have ever gotten on a YouTube series if my sister wasn't someone who's famous, right? And in and in, fa- in, like, fa- in, in fairness, you did say that the first time I interviewed you. Yeah, there's a yeah. you know, I I I, I, did, I well, am I right in saying you had very little aspirations I'm, to do this beforehand? Yeah, I'm not I'm not butt hurt by the way right now, right? It's just the, it's a it's a simple fact of the matter, right? No. It's like, would I be on Twitch right now? Would I ever have thought about being on Twitch, or would I ever have thought about question. trying to do a YouTube series on my own? Would I ever have thought that? You know, people would find value in me doing that. Hmm. And no, I stumbled into it. Yeah, and, yeah. and sometimes you just stumble into things. No, of course. Right? And it I, doesn't have to be a a apprentice craftsman master kind of thing, right? Because I I don't put a lot of time into increasing the level of execution on on Twitch, for example, and it shows, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have like a, a ba- I have. The great John West, who did my my offline screen and my Twitch background and my 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 Twitter background, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I was lucky enough to have a talented artist like him want to do that for me, and I'm really grateful for it. But you know, there's a lot of guys who have finely executed marketing plans for their their Twitch channel, and who shall remain nameless right now um, because I'm not a jerk. Mm-hmm. But who I don't like very much as streamers, and who I think I actually do a better job when I go on once or twice a week. Yeah, yeah, you know. But they they care. They care enough to money into time into honing yeah. their craft. Again, uh, I guess they're, they're the ones with twenty thousand viewers, even though I don't think they're very good. For example, no, because no, they're putting in the time. And the the point is, this is not that Ryan's better than these guys who work very hard at it. That's not the point at all. No, of course, yeah. The point is, is that delivering value to people is entirely separate from how talented you are or how good you are at it or how yeah. you know or how skilled you are at something. If that weren't the case, then we wouldn't know the name Marcel Duchamp, right? Yeah. Who's fucking famous for putting a toilet on a I'm sorry, a urinal uh, on a yeah. Just and the, calling the, it art. Which is right? regarded or, as the most for those that don't know what Ryan's talking about, is the most influential uh the, the regarded as the most influential piece of art of the uh, ever or the last hundred whatever yeah, right? and it's, it's just a, it's a, a deschamps yeah, urinal where it, it just to kind of show how yeah, debated this thing is is that people have paid in it they can't actually showcase it because people have paid people have, have put it on like um exhibitions and people have like paid yeah. in the actual urinal because it's actual proper it's yeah, actual it's a urinal people have either pissed in it in terms of like in a positive sense or in a negative way like depending on how people are it's very weird anyway and so so then you have uh, at the broad museum in la by the way they have a a thing that's exactly the same it's the the exact same thing as a it's a urinal but it's gold plated it's a gold urinal yes. it's the same urinal but it's gold and so that they one up Duchamp there right and then you have that guy and then you, then you have that guy who took pictures uh. of people's instagrams and then framed them and called it art right uh, yeah yeah and then people got people got angry about it right but here's the key is is that the work elicited an emotional reaction from people even if it was rage right? yeah so it actually did so, something yeah you know, and, and, so, and then uh, there's that guy. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the Twitch stream kind of started buffering for me because I'm watching it. Okay, yeah, no, uh, it's fine. So there's that guy. Uh, what's the, he's that guy who took the pictures of Miley Cyrus. Uh, he's this creepy guy, uh, Uncle something. Anyway, he takes these awful pictures that look like they were done with an Instamatic of these incredibly famous celebrities, and they look like half-assed, hack, awful, shitty photos with direct, you know direct flat subject flash you know like you have on an instant camera and they look like shit but they're of celebrities right so 
it's obviously not the level of execution of something that matters. Like not every photograph is done by Ansel Adams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it comes down to the fact of what art and what talent really is and what it means to be good at something. Um, and that's not something that I can answer, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I, I, I sort of half, like, as I said, I halfway agree yeah, with you. Yeah, Terry but Richardson, that's right, Seraphim, that's the guy, he's this creepy fuck, but yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. But, um, but yeah, so, no, I mean, I, I kind of, like, half agree with you. I guess I, I didn't re- I don't think I explained myself that greatly, because I agree with you in the sense of I have no problem with someone that, like, in a sense, works harder because they deserve every success. My, I, I was really sort of referring to, because I get this with podcasting that people come up to me, especially when I go to conventions and they'll, they'll go, what do I need to do to start a podcast? What do I, what, 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 what advice would you give me? And, and I say like I do with most people is that, yeah, you, you, if you want practically, you need to do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. But, um, but like I always say to them though, but I always say to people not to be a douche, but to say, yeah. if you want to do this, like I, you know, I like, like, let's be frank. Like this is only like I've, I haven't like made a, you know, a, a, which is obvious. I've made a huge amount of money doing this, but I make enough. Like yeah. so, so it's like so. But to me, that's sort of irrelevant. It's like to, I guess my point is, which is kind of kind of good because we're going right back to where we first started, is that I do it because I love it. It's sort of it's right. a, it's irrelevant in the sense of it, 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 I just want to make enough money to keep doing it. Like that's my yeah, exactly. that's my that's my goal. Um, my problem is when you get people who come up and go, what do I need to do to do this so then I can make a huge sum of money and be, and I guess it's really the, yeah. the, the actual real, I guess the real question I'm doing, which maybe should have been an easier way of what I was getting at, was people who just want to do it to get famous and and not actually love what they're doing. They just go, oh, I want to do this thing because I heard it's a cool thing to do. And I guess it's going right back to how we, when we were defining geek earlier. What so a they life just that do. would be. Yeah, I hate it. Right? So, yeah, I what hate the life, idea. What, what a life like that would be. Yeah. Right? That's like being inauthentic. Yeah. And like for a living, being completely inauthentic. Yeah, I would. Can Boy, you imagine, what a shitty life. Can you imagine that? I'm like, right, Ryan. I'm yeah. gonna get you. Like, what would you like? What What were you saying? Like, what would be like the worst thing I could get you to do? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, um, right, Ryan. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a 24 hour streaming of golf, and you just have to watch that for the next. <laughs> I mean, I would probably find a way to try to be interested in golf, right? Like, <laughs> that's I mean, a fair point. Yeah, I probably would as but, well. I'd be like, oh, it's not that bad. But that's that's different. That's that's coming to grips and accepting your situation and making the best of it as yes. opposed to deliberately planning out a life path to try to make money at something that you really dislike doing or yeah, yeah. at the very least are ambivalent about it yeah right? Good. that's kind yeah. of like not ambivalent but more apathetic i would yeah, say yeah yeah I, sad. I, I, yeah and i guess as someone who i guess i'm i'm not angry in the sense of people wanting to try and do it and i always encourage people to if they're dead serious about it i'm like please do because i i I think you, the UK podcasting scene in particular needs needs people who do it yeah. more consistently. So uh, this uh, again, I get the other side of the coin where I get people who go, "Well, why are you encouraging people to like kind of like raid on your parade?" And I'm like, because it it benefits me. It, it's like that's what I love about it. it's what it benefits me if I looked at it in that sense. But I'm saying if they want to do it, who am I to stop them? Like that's that's kind of like so that that's why I think I didn't do a good job of of, of you of, can't stop what's coming. For yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. So. So my 
that's why I love, love about board game companies because I've had several on. I was just mentioning when we had a break about that Andrew Hackard was on a couple of episodes uh-huh. ago, and um, we were talking about the transition and like and obviously Steve Jackson games and and I always like use them as great examples of them knowing their own industry because like board game companies yep. in general because. And I'm sure you'll, you know, as, as a person who's been on tabletop, I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I don't know whether you could speak for speak for them or your sister, but I guess I, I have a feeling that she thinks the same way. Is that they're really great at going, yeah, we love this game, and yeah, go and buy it because they have this attitude of that it's going to help them in the long term. Of that, yeah. people will look at their game as well because if they're just generically board game fans, they'll look at all the whole spectrum. If you see what I mean, so mm-hmm. like Andrew mentioned several games he liked, and I went, "Wow, they're not games that are SG games." He's like, "Yeah," because Steve isn't going to tell me what I can and can't say. Sure, um, he's going because he's like, "Oh, I love this game and this game and this game." So yeah, I, I love that they do that, like because. I've, having worked in several different other industries, like that's not the case. Like the most obvious one is that when I did some when I used to interview uh, doing bands, just going yeah. to interview bands for like local magazines and stuff, and oh, it was just awful. Like this, they're just so like generic answers, and like it's one of the reasons why I like doing this because I got bored of like mainstream doing sort of mainstream or like sort of regional stuff because it was always like, oh yeah, really like excited about being a part of this gig and doing this tour, and it's like, and I wanted to ask them something sort of meaningful like because that's kind of obvious yeah. it's got, it's, I guess the sort of what we talked about mainstream stuff but um but yeah it's it, so yeah I guess that's that's what I just wanted to clarify that's that, that's that's what I meant it's not, I, I, yeah, I, sure. I I obviously encourage people to to do things but um it's just when people go I want to get ahead and, and do like because right. whenever I mention whenever I mention my doubt like like we had a situation had a situation at the last convention I went to where we kind of got shafted, like as in what we got offered didn't happen, and I got very annoyed about it because oh. that. Uh, yeah. And so, and so, um, I felt really douchey because basically, in a nutshell, I'll not, I'll, I, I can't, I'll not name names, but basically, I, I was gonna do, I was gonna do. Uh, I was host. I was going to be hosting some stuff there, and they asked me to come. So obviously, I was like really, really wanting to do it because it's good exposure, all that kind of thing. Absolutely, and. When we got there, basically, I was sharing it with other, I was sharing it with other companies that were there as well and other podcasts. So we were like taking, we were going to take turns. And then when we got there, and bearing in mind I'd traveled like all the way down, it was like down, down the country. And they went, oh yeah, and this guy's doing it. And basically it was, uh, it was like a, a YouTuber who was more like sort of well known in that field who it basically yeah. just rained on our parade and went and they went and they basically without telling us and I was like this is obviously what I'm doing is they went oh he's more popular so we're picking him even though yeah even though um, that's very that's very common with YouTube yeah. YouTubers. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just common. It's common. I, I said to the people who got very uh, like, obviously, we were all angry about it. But the uh, the point I was leading to was like, he then went on and presented stuff, and he was awful. And I have presenting experience, <laughs> and I do that all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, it it should be irrelevant how po- like it's like seeing someone's popular at at growing trees. And going, oh, we'll make you like. How about you come and 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 run this like uh, I don't know, uh, fiber business or something. I don't know. Like it's like it's not the same thing. Um, nope. it, it, and uh, it, it was just really badly badly done. Uh, and uh, in my opinion, I know that's like a subjective thing. But my point yeah. is, my point is, I felt really douchey afterwards because they were like, oh well, you know, he's like got this amount of number of things. And then I actually said behind closed doors, I'm like. 
are you like you know if, if we wanted to play the game of popularity i mentioned the number of downloads i've had since i started and they were like if you wanted to play the numbers game that's still an irrelevant argument because i could yeah. beat, i could beat this particular person and i'm like but you don't see me walking in here and going because there were people there who'd like heart who were just starting who were like you know some people who just were thankful for the opportunity and i'm like i would never shit on them and not give them the same opportunity because to me we're all in the same game and we're and, uh, and they deserve the same amount of opportunity regardless of how much i've done it because they were prepared to like ask or they've been invited so that's not anything to do with me so it just the fact that they were okay with doing it because someone who's perceived popular as pop- more popular is just an awful awful way of of looking at things and that's and, often uh, the way that but it is yeah this, though. it it's is yeah specifically in the entertainment industry that's yeah, very yeah. It's extremely common for, you know, some sort of raw popularity or the next big thing to uh, to kind of be the predominant factor in how a lot of different decisions are made in the in the entertainment industry. It's you know pretty that's, yeah. that's how that's how it often is and it's a fucking shame. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. it's very hard it's very hard to remain relevant, especially. Uh, there's a whole lot of ageism in the entertainment industry specifically. Um it's a it's a it's a huge problem, right? I mean, as somebody who's oh. nearing forty myself, uh-huh. um, it's like you just have to kind of like roll with the punches, and uh, it's a uh, it's definitely not a world made for people of forty and over. That's for sure. Yeah, you know, which is a real that's a real shame. I mean, but it's like they're they're, they're seeing value. It just depends because, and especially if you're talking about raw numbers, right? You're in a game of numbers, then. Mm-hmm. That's kind of ultimately what matters to these companies. It's like what value you bring to the table in terms of the number of hits you're going to get, right? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the the audience demographic that they're seeking. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, craftsmanship is an increasingly less important concern mm-hmm. as time goes on. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a shame. Like it's it's a it's a huge shame. Yeah, like, and I guess it would be. I guess like, uh, and again, it's not. This is this doesn't happen all the time, but yeah, it would be nice that we. I guess what I'm saying is that we talk about having a sort of level playing field, and then it never. It, it often isn't for various reasons that are that are that are not sort of like. Uh, no, that are I not mean fair. I guess the, the, you know, ultimately, it's like the answer is acceptance, right? Is that you? You have to like have an unflinching and unblinking eye towards the situation that you're in and things that happen and. You have to be able to provide to yourself an unvarnished evaluation of why what happened happened. Yeah, and it sounds like for the situation that you're talking about, they were very happy to go with the you know upstart kind of person rather than somebody who had put the time in. And that kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier: is that does all the time that I spent honing my craft mean nothing to these people? Right. And the answer and, is yes. And, sometimes, yeah. and yeah, too often the answer. <laughs> yeah, too often yeah. the answer is yes, mm-hmm. right? And but there is a, there's a, like a place for everybody, and there's a place for people to make profits. It's it's like a lot of people just. It's like that that line from No Country for Old Men. It's like you great fun. It's something like when uh, when Tommy Lee Jones's character is talking to his dad near the end of the movie. He's like. Uh, you're worried about you're worried about guarding the door when more's going out the window, right? And it, it's like you have to be just agile in your response to things, and you have to be able to say, well, what is realistically what is the best option for me, and realistically, what is the situation? 
that got me into this predicament and why am I feeling anger right now? Again, to tie this back into something that we talked about in the previous segment. Yep. You know, what am I feeling right now? Is it anger? Is it frustration? Right? Why am I angry? Well, anger is the emotion that notifies you that something isn't right. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That you, you, why that, am I, why hmm. am I frustrated? Right? Yeah. Why am I feeling sad? It's because I'm not getting the appreciation from others that I need in this situation. Right? Yeah. I'm angry because I was given a verbal agreement that I would do this, perform this service and they pulled the rug out from under me. And why mm. did that happen? Is it a reflection on myself or is it a reflection on the individual who made that decision? Oh, I'm fairly, I mean, right. um, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying because, you know, there's one or two ways of taking that as you could, you could be someone who's like, you know, you could take it as, oh, you know, uh, you could be very, you know, bitter about it and resentful and, and, and yeah. I kind of hold on to it. Whereas, yeah, I kind of have the, yeah, if you have the attitude of like I do of like, well, they made that decision outside of me and it's not, it's not anything I did that led them to do that. It's just they did it for their own, for their own reasons, whether I agree with right. them or not. It's, it's, that it, it is up to them at the end of the day. So that was kind and, of my, and- my response. You know, at, the, at the dimmest, it's like, well, what does this mean? Is this going to happen more in the future? Is there is there tuning that I can do to my process or my product that will make me more appealing in the future? It's like you have to constantly be reevaluating things. Like, like I said, I, I I kind of talked about this on my Twitch stream on Thursday, and mm-hmm. it's like I have so many fucking ideas for things to do on my Twitch channel, and it's like you just don't have the time. Yeah. And you get a crisis of conscience that comes from not living up to your own personal standards of quality and of output. Oh, and that, 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 that certainly is like, that's <laughs> certainly, and, and to be honest, like I, I, I kind of blew off my Twitch stream for a week, you know, and, and, and it, that's honestly the reason why is it's like I got so many good ideas and like I, I ruthlessly reevaluate every single day the things that I do at work when I'm, a software engineer and I was like what did I do wrong when something goes wrong what are the assumptions that I made that turned out to not be true yeah like what what what's the what what did I do that was incorrect that resulted in a bad situation happening mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with my Twitch channel it's like well I I nabbed a a overlay from a website um, that looks like one of those old TV screen like test patterns you know and, and it's like my channel is zero budget right and it's mm-hmm. like you don't put enough time or effort into it for it to become truly something awesome, and yet you have the ideas and visions that of things that people haven't, quite frankly, I've got ideas for ways of using the platform that people have not yet done, mm-hmm. um, and yet I don't have the time or wherewithal to put the effort in to make those into reality. And so the disconnect between those ideas and that envisionment that I have for the platform and my usage of the platform and what I'm actually doing with the platform, there's a huge gulf there. And the result of noticing that gulf and accepting the reality that you don't have time in your life to do every single thing that you want to do to the standard that you hold yourself to, it's sad, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a real sad uh, I You know, that's something I am, um, I'm spending, like, because, you know, when you, yeah, I, I, that, that resonated with me really strongly against you, so my reaction is that, Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I really, really do beat myself up about, and it's something that I, I, as you say, it's because I have such a, a work ethic. Um, yeah. The, the, it's like well, I, you have I, good taste. That's what you have. Yeah, the good, it's the good news. The good news is, I think it was uh, who's that fucker who does This American Life, Ira Glass. Like he says something. It was something like, uh, you know. 
there's, it's really good that you're disappointed in your own work, right? Mm-hmm. It shows that you have really, really good taste. And that, that feeling of disappointment is, is that your level of skill just hasn't caught up to your taste yet, mm-hmm. right? That's the good news, right? It's like if I turned out, turned out any old shit at work or with my relationships, which are, everything is work, by mm-hmm. the way. Of course, yeah. You know, my personal relationships or my friendships or my intimate relationships, like, if you just don't fucking care, right? If you just like, whatever happens, happens, and you don't notice, and everything's hunky dory, that doesn't say anything good about you. I think, I think feeling a profound uh, sense of disappointment is a healthy thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's, well, you know, that's a little, that's a little severe. I, I realize I'm, I'm kind of like joking. I know you're being jovial, yeah, yeah. But, um, but no, I, I think, I, I think this is a subject that really, I don't think that this kind of thing gets talked about enough because, um, that's something that um, uh, Seraphim, who's in the chat right now, um, is something I, I'm, I'm now friends with and I do Elder Scrolls with, and that is something I I really because I agree with you on a, on I, I'd say like sort of like eighty percent of the time sure. when when you when you when you are when you have that attitude because that is generally my personality as I, as I just touched on that is yeah. use, that is very useful to kind of like. You know, reevaluate decisions you've made and go. Was that the right one? Because I think that leads you so, to realize. Uh, I, I want to interrupt you just real yeah, quick, on, and yeah. I want to address an implication that I saw in the chat. Okay, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to discount any of the the friendships or personal relationships I formed through the stream. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like absolutely the most important thing. Yes. Um, you know, like uh, I definitely don't want to impugn uh, the value of any of that, or you know, discount whatever value that I've added through my action on Twitch. It's mm-hmm. just that I can't help myself. Like every every action that I take, everything that I do, I'm always looking looking at it and seeing what can I do better. Right? And that goes for my personal relationships, that goes for my intimate relationships with my with my girlfriend. It's like how can I you know, how can I do better at this thing? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's kind of all that I meant. Like I didn't have I don't have some sort of grandiose plan to take over the entertainment world or, or anything like that. It's just no, no, no. That, I, I yeah. always have I, I always have ideas, and my ideas excite me, um, especially when they are of a nature that I consider unique. And mm-hmm. I was just speaking of the kind of sadness that comes from the gulf that comes from the possible or the idea and yeah. the realization no. that there is a finite amount of time in each day. No, good you know? clar- good clarity. Yeah, because yeah. Because uh, that was kind of what I was leading to. Uh, this is that's a good, way, good, good segue. Because what I was leading to was I'm one of these people, and I guess my mental health has a has a has an aspect of this. Is that yeah. when I when I um, as there's no guess about it. It is true. It's it's just that whenever I'm in that frame of mind, it can kind of take control of my life. Is and I stop living my life. Like so, that's sure. the kind of dangerous side of it. Is that if you spend all your time kind of going. Like if it too involved in what you're not doing, you stop doing right. the things you want to do. Like, and so yeah. that that's the 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 the, ba- the negative aspect of it. But on the whole, uh, yeah, which is man, great. Like, I, I honestly think, like, and I'm not just saying this is that I think if me and you like had met each other outside of this, I think we would get on. <laughs> like, like uh, we we seem to have similar uh, we seem to have a similar outlook on things. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just that. But you know, because I agree with you 100. percent Is that it, people find it weird that after a podcast, like I will do exactly the same thing with this. Is that I'm not someone that sits there and goes, "Wow, that was really f-. like." I obviously go, "Wow, that was really fun and I enjoyed that." Yeah. But but part of me goes, "Ah, like I'll think of something that I didn't enjoy, didn't that yeah, didn't work you're out." Already, you're already and, moving on. Yeah, because but I but again, 
Yeah, yeah. Ha- I think that's what makes you again. I guess if if we're going to talk about if we're going to compare it to like when we were talking about craft, craft being craft, the craft stuff earlier. That's in the honing your craft. I think anyone, especially if you're an on- entrepreneur, which I am, I'm a small business owner. Is that yeah. is that you have to think that way? It, it, and, and luckily, I'm I'm like that anyway. As I said, it's, it's my regular personality. But if you're not, you have to learn that really quickly as the business because if you it's, don't. It's a, it- it's the best way to live. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's uh, not just. Been, I yeah, mean, I, okay, my opinion. Uh, my opinion is that it's the best way to live. So I read a, I read a news article. This was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, is that they they finally found somebody who had perfect memory, um, like somebody who literally you could ask her what about any date, like a specific date, you know, March third, nineteen sixty five, or whatever mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And she could actually come up with an exhaustive list of everything that happened on that day, like every single thing, like completely adidic. I think that's the word adidic, adidic memory or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so the thing is, is that if you went to her house and you went to her room, what you would find would be shelf upon shelf upon shelf, like literally in the entire house of uh, notebooks, like those kind that you use in, in in primary school or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and inside them, there were exhaustive journals of everything that went on that day. So it wasn't that she has much as that she had an edetic memory about the past, is that all of her present was spent burning that day into her mind. So from that perspective, she doesn't have a present and she doesn't have a future. She has only a past. That's all that she has mm-hmm. because her entire life is spent memorizing what has already happened to her. Um, wow. Really? And is that a good thing? I think I would argue that that's a terrible thing. No, I'd say so as well, right? yeah. So it's kind of the, the polar opposite of what we're talking about right yeah, now. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So I, I, I feel that, yeah, it kind of sucks never being satisfied. But Of course, yeah. I suppose, I suppose I'm really future-oriented, right? I feel excitement about the prospect of doing better and what the next thing down the line really is. Mm-hmm. No, no, yeah. So I say, yeah. I, 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 so I, yeah. So I think, I think, yeah. I think they, as I say, that the for the most part it's good, but as long as you, it doesn't sort of affect your life where you stop doing anything, I think that's kind of the that was kind of the key the key definition. But yeah. So anyway, um, I want to make sure we get get to questions because there was quite a few okay. of them, quite a few yeah. of them. But well, I just wanted to just 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 uh, in terms of what I wanted to talk to you about because we said because we because uh, obviously we said it's been a year since we last spoke and. And um, one yeah. of the thing, one of the things that you brought up, because I really want to ask you this, because I'm je- I'm jealous of you, I'll have to admit, is yeah. um, obviously uh, Spell Slingers. You actually was on an episode because you was, you, yeah, yeah, you hinted that you'd episode. love to do it, and you were like, I'd love to do it, uh, aka day nine, and then it happened. So yeah, want to sort yeah, of talk yeah, about that and your experience being on it. I mean, it was a great, it was a great experience. I mean, I, I've met Sean before. Uh, he's one of my favorite people. I think this, the exact thing that I said about Sean last episode, last time you interviewed with me was that he is one of those people who the, when you go, when you meet him or you talk with him and then you leave the conversation, you kind of feel like you're, you, you stand a little more upright and you feel like a better person. Uh, fundamentally something has shifted in you to make you a better person. Yeah. For having had that experience with a human being, just talking to somebody who's, uh, really enthusiastic. A very genuine and is uh, just very, you know, he's just a terrific human being. And so working with him, he's very high energy. He's very, very easy to work with. Uh, he's very, he's a very kind dude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, filming was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. We did, um, 
the the shoot is at this kind of weird 1970s castle up in the fucking uh, up in like the the hills of Hollywood overlooking the city, mm-hmm. and it's this building. It looks like what somebody who'd never seen a castle but had had a castle described to him <laughs> would have built if he had a lot of money and no taste and wanted to build a castle. Is that because it was in America and you still don't really know what castles are? I mean, no, but it's just like, you know, but I can see, you can, you can open a brochure and see, go visit Scotland or Wales or yeah, yeah. the buildings where the buildings are older than your entire Well, country, hey, I'm from, right? I'm from, I'm from like, Newcastle. Uh, which actually, ah, yeah. so yeah, actually, it has a castle. castle. Not the old castle, no. Although yeah, that is kind of ironic because it's not been new for quite a long time. So yeah, you're quite right. Yeah, <laughs> it's really be it old was castle. Once, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, when it first came, when it, it is actually where. Uh, like I read, I don't know if this is true or not, but man, I read that like, like you got, you have like these town names like something upon river or something like that. Yeah, that yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Newcastle, Newcastle's uh, just sorry, I didn't interrupt. But Newcastle yeah. is. Um, is Newcastle upon Tyne because it's, there, yeah. it's uh, near the River Tyne? So, like, I read, I read somewhere that the reason that is is because, like, you would like they would found a town and there was no plumbing, so like all your shit would go in one big pile. Yeah, probably. When the shit, when the shit pile got too big, they would pick up and move the town to another place, but call it the same thing. Yes. So there would be like a Newcastle that was this Newcastle, but that's the the one that's covered in shit. So now we're calling it Newcastle upon Tyne or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have no idea if that's remotely true, but it kind of made me Google it. I don't know. So it's, so anyway, that sounds plausible. I mean, um, it's, it's just plausible enough to be completely wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a <laughs> like a meme or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's, yeah. So, so anyway, but that's so funny though. You, you can look up a castle in a brochure and see. Yeah, of course. Yeah, look like I'll make my castle look like this, right? <laughs> but they didn't do that. They. So, so this guy had a had kind of a vague <laughs> idea of a castle that was described to him, right? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, "Sure, sounds good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fact check. I'm just gonna build this thing that was described to me vaguely, um, and and that's what it looks like. It's got a kind of a moat and it's got kind of a drawbridge, but it's incredibly fucking shoddy. And then you step inside and it's this disgusting porn. It looks like a place where these awful 1970s pornos were shot, just like shaggy brown rugs and it looks like it's a, a time capsule of this but uh, still relatively kind of sort of castle-ish like yep. the interior looks more castle than the exterior does um, to be fair I'm trying to be fair uh, but it's got this whole affect of tawdry cheapness um, that they managed to somehow cover up when they actually do the set dressing for the show. Yeah, yeah. I've always uh, wanted to know that because it does look quite castly actually in the background. It does. So that, it looks yeah. <laughs> like you know, from the, the, the shooting it looks like we're in we're in Germany, one of those castles the Mad King built with the entire, you know, German treasury back in the fifteen hundreds or whatever. But like the outside it's like this is the, the the tawdriest, most awful thing that's ever been built in America. It and looked really it, shit things. It looks like, uh, and I do, I do, you, you probably, I, I I'm pretty certain you won't, you most probably won't know this reference, but people from the UK who are listening and maybe people in chat if there are from the UK will know this, but it looked like the, the, it looked like the set from the Crystal Maze, like the, the there's, there was a show called the Crystal yeah. Maze growing not, up. Not, my, not in my purview. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, it was a, it was a, it was a game show in the nineties, and it's, it's awesome. They should bring it back. And uh, it was like they had a bunch of like sections where people would do stuff. So like it would be medieval and 
and futuristic and Aztec, and then they do a bunch of games, like a bunch of like assault course games and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was real, or, or like a brain game. Like you, 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 the guy who hosted it was the guy who did the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Richard O'Brien, and okay. um, and uh, it was friggin' awesome. Um, so anyway, the medieval section, like there's a, there was a whole corridor and like a bunch of doors, and so you'd angry, you'd, angry Welsh gamer is like, oh wow, this is my jam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, honestly, um, Ryan, if you were here, and I like, I think if we did a survey and we got like a hundred, like we like just a, walked out now and like did a hundred people and survey, you heard a crystal maze. The majority of people would. It was hugely popular. Um, but yeah, there was a, anyway, the point I was getting to was, there was a whole, like, medieval corridor where they used to do a bunch of games in the medieval section, and, like, the, the backdrop to Spellsling as looks very similar, so I kind of, like, get a, I get, like, a kind of cheap geek thrill out of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> out of watching it, but there you go. But, um, so, like, like, I assume being, doing production before is that, like, they dress, like, do they dress it appropriately? Like, all the stuff in the background is, like, do they you work know, on that before? what you see is what you get. They actually don't dress it that much. It actually looks like that. Like the room just looks like that. Um, they do. They do put up banners and shit. You know, the spellslingers, spellslingers, and they have the little store display looking thing of Magic the Gathering shit. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I assume yeah, they got permission look, to do that. It does look like a castle from Scooby Doo. Yeah, it yeah. Like, it's a better example. It looks, like somebody, it looks like somebody. It looks like somebody. It looks like what somebody would think a castle from Scooby-Doo would look like if you described a Scooby-Doo castle but they had never seen Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. it's kind of like a you know that kind of game of telephone where something gets increasingly distorted and vague as it is further removed from the original subject matter yeah so. no that's interesting though but I, but uh, also I'd just like to point out because uh, several people have said, said this is that yes there are uh, I'm from Newcastle in England uh, there are several other Newcastles there's one in New Zealand there's I've been to wow. the one in, I've been to one yeah, in, yeah. I've been to one in Aust- the one in Australia which is just north of Sydney um uh, which I've been to, uh, luckily. So yeah, uh, I mean, we've got uh, we've got London here in Texas. So all know, right, so. I was going to say yeah, because um, <laughs> obviously there's there's obvious uh, comparisons. Like, is the original. London, I'm pretty though. certain there's it. Is one, there a, one of our own? Is there a new castle in America? There might be because there's there's there's, there's 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 there's, a, there's Plymouth and stuffs because yeah. there's there's always like uh, I'm pretty sure there is a Newcastle somewhere. I mean, in, in, if in, there's in, a Paris, Texas, there's a fucking Newcastle. Is there really a Paris, Texas? Yeah, there is. Oh my god! <laughs> I haven't been, and I'm sure I wouldn't want it, but it's there if I want it. So. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, that's a very good question. What is the newest Newcastle in terms of cities? Like what, the newest one? Probably, Probably here in America because we're like the youngest country. Yeah, maybe, or maybe the one in New Zealand. Maybe, yeah. maybe, Mike, because because they're always sort of like making new places because it's not very. It's not very. Yeah, if we were in America, we would call it Newer Castle or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Newer York. <laughs> Newer York. <yeah. laughs> Surprised we didn't make that in Texas. Like we'll show them Yankees. Like mm-hmm. Newer Tech, Newer York. There you go. <laughs> Interesting, but yeah. So, so I guess on a whole, with Spalding, as it was like everything you expected. I guess maybe you it didn't even great. have an. It was. A, it was a very easy shoot. It was mm-hmm. like eight hours. Oh um, really? The, okay. The Blizzard. The Blizzard commercial I did was excruciatingly long. Okay. The one I did for Heroes of the Storm. Oh yeah, um, that was a really excruciating shoot. That we were there like fourteen hours or something like that. Oh, it was, was like green. Was it majority green? Was a green screen? I guess was it? No, no, no. green screen. Oh, okay, yeah, it was actually a house. It was an arts and crafts bungalow, which was the most one of the loveliest houses I've ever seen. Oh, okay, um, it was actually a famous historical house. They often rent for filming. They oh, wanted cool. that. They wanted that nineteen fifties sitcom look um, with the bright saturated colors, mm-hmm. um, and the, the house was perfect for that. So. All right, nice. 
Um, so that was that like sort of part of the. I, I haven't seen the uh, the advert you did. So was it like part? Was that part of the deal, or was that just something they offered? Or um, they just they wanted they were trying to get Will Will Wheaton to do it first. Yeah, and the, he was not available, so they uh, they got me instead. All right, cool. Um, hopefully, it was worth it. It was um, to introduce the character Chogall, mm-hmm. which was the two headed ogre. So two players in the game play one character. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we did the. Uh, we did the intro intro video to that, so I'm uh, I'm a professional actor as well. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just realized my uh, my webcam is uh, is frozen, so just redo it. Uh, just bear I, with uh, me. Just bear with me. Oh, that usually works. Why did that not work? Uh, tech man. I know. Yeah. I remember I fixed it last time. I'm trying to remember why. I don't remember how. But uh, do you remember this? I think this happened the second time I interviewed you. That my my I just decided to freeze. Um, yep, you're frozen now. Twitch stream yep, caught up, caught up yep, with you. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, yep. There you go. Yeah, I'm trying to fix it. That's why I'm like going on and off. I'm like, uh, 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 still frozen. Yeah, I had no idea why it's doing that. Uh, Did you unplug it? Uh, unfortunately, it's it's part of my it's part of my laptop, so I can't unplug it. So, uh, so I'm like, uh, uh, wondering whether I it's frozen on this as well. Yeah, it's frozen on my other section as well. Uh, maybe if I change the sentence or something. Let's see if that wakes it up. I remember there was uh, this happened this happened on another podcast, and I I remember how to fi- I I fixed it somehow, but. But um, but anyway, considering this is just the video version, we we can continue we can continue because it's yeah, only just me. Yeah, um, at least you're at least you're frozen in a somewhat normal looking pose. Like I know, yeah, I look, yeah, I look quite, I look quite inquisitive. Yeah, I look, yeah, yeah, I look quite inquisitive there. But uh, yeah, no, you look good. You look like you, you look like you're interested in what I'm. Saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm like yes. Anyway, so, yeah, that's so. good. But uh, so uh, so that was one of the things I wanted to talk about. Is there just anything like uh, you want to bring up in general about what's happened in the last year that's interesting? Um, uh, so I, I think I had my new job shortly. Oh yeah, how's that? Yeah, how's that going? Because yeah, really good, I think yeah. you literally just got that when I spoke. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it must have been like a week. So yeah, that was good. Um, it was really, really hectic, really busy, and stressful. Um, things are getting better now. Um, we're building a new thing from scratch. Yeah, fixed getting it. Closer and closer to the launch date. So that's that's stressful. But somehow I still managed to find time to do Co-Optitude and stream, and it's just very little free time. Um, Let's say I did that the aforementioned Spellslingers episode with Sean. Um, when was that? When was that actually filmed? Like, uh, uh, when was that filmed? It was like quite it was, a while uh, ago, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like early summer, I think. So, like, I think it was after I got back from from Europe. Um, this young. after Europe, so it must have been June or something. I think I don't eh, remember. Fixed it. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. Oh no, you're frozen. Yeah, you're frozen. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, I, I basically, I, 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 yeah, there you go. I, I, I'm, I'm quite impressed how fast I did that. But, um, but yes, yeah, so um, I just basically told it to change uh, resolution and it, and it resetted. So there you go. Solved. So anyway, yeah. So, 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 um, yeah. So yeah, in terms of so. Uh, I mean, just we'll, we'll obviously we got questions about cooptitude, so we'll just we'll we'll touch on it very sure. briefly. And obviously, you've had I a bunch of. I continued doing cooptitude. Yes. yes. Did yeah. The commercial, the Blizzard commercial. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. I guess uh, I've I was am a credited writer on Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yes. Which is pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's very very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
means a lot to me. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and um, and and just in terms of like, because what well, I think, one, I think I'm right in saying like it just like sort of cooptitude in terms of I guess the production value and the fact you've got your own space mm-hmm. it like only just started. I'm pretty certain like around about that time because obviously, as you said earlier, Geek and Sundry were starting their Twitch channel and and and, and all yes. that kind of thing and getting a huge. huge... Uh, of course, the explosion of. Um of Critical Role Fever across mm. the nation. Yeah. Um, have to be... I, I, I can't imagine that there are many channels with more subscribers than Geek and Sundry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's 17,000 or something right now. Yeah. It's pretty pretty huge, right? Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty, yeah, I, as, as I say, the stuff that they do on there is amazing. I've seen, I've seen a yeah. lot of stuff. Um, and just so, I guess, because obviously, I, I guess I'm interested and I know people, other people would be, is that just... Because... What one of the things I always find interesting is like because obviously like in terms of the stuff that we do it obviously is conti- as we, as we touched on is you always are trying to think about making it better and and as people yes. as people will see I mean just just as a, an interesting segue it's been a year since we've done this and if you look at the previous video which was just Ryan and a bunch of random stuff this now has a real yeah. snazzy template that we came up with and and know, um, and that. and it's far better it's far better obviously so that um, th- that's an example of of progress so mm-hmm. so. Although I guess my point is, I still think the podcast is the same or, or similar in terms of in terms of the way I, I do it. So, in regards to cooptitude, because I notice a discernible difference, but it still feels the yeah. same, which I guess is a very which I guess is a, is a very good compliment, I guess, from my point of view. Because yeah. um, because did I guess the question I'm asking you? Did you feel fearful of when you start something quite sort of independent, like what Felicia did with Geek and Sundry and Cooptitude, is that you start something that's quite small and uh, not, not? I was going to say yeah. cute. I was going to say cute, but you know, I don't mean that in a in a in a sarcastic way. But you, to get my point, like it was like cute and independent and and done its own thing, and now you got like this really big, like sort of bigger production with a cool little space. Were you worried that like? you were going to lose what it was already by it being bigger, or is that not a concern? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the co-optitude is, is what it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like that's what it's going to be for the foreseeable future. It's like the, the formula is kind of like kind of like set. That show is kind of... it. it it's at where it's at, mm-hmm. and I, I love it, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Um, in terms of being part of the larger ecosystem uh-huh. of, of the Geek and Sundry, like Twitch and online presence, I mean... It's more or less independent. We use the same set that they use on Twitch. We we had our own set. Now we now we don't because they they consolidated studios into one studio and mm-hmm. uh, they had to break down a bunch of independent sets. Um, so now there's one. We did uh, before Zach left for Hyper RPG. We did experiment with one uh, one bit where we we streamed the Cooptitude filming live. Oh yeah, um, I, I heard about this. I didn't watch it, but yeah, that I heard was about it. that was a really fun little experiment, actually. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I guess we just stopped doing that because Zach left, and he he had a bunch of creative energy. Um, uh, that kind of, although uh, Lucas is his brother, is doing a fu- fucking fantastic job. Uh, you know, uh, there's just um, you know, uh, I don't know why we haven't done it again. I thought it was pretty good, mainly mm-hmm. because we probably say a bunch of stuff that is better off never being broadcast anywhere. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like just that. Because I've but, seen like you use Cooptitude, the actual name. Is that just for like when you and Felicia just stream together on Twitch? Is that you'll use? Yeah, the name? I mean that's just impromptu. Like she's been so busy with the book tours that we ha- we haven't done our Sunday streams in a long uh, time yeah. now. Um, yeah, I guess we'll probably get back to it at some point, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a priority on her plate, given like how busy that she is. And uh, 
you know, I have not been able to stream the past year to the degree that I've wanted to either. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of on the back burner right now. But, yeah. um, you know, it's just, you know, Coopitude is the brand of my sister and I playing games together. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I mean, would of, you agree with the thing of, cause I always think this, cause I have obviously, uh, like, cause I, I loved it and, uh, I saw this, I saw, I saw it in the chat, um, earlier that like, yeah, the, Tabletop got me interested in Geek and Sundry because I saw yeah. the, the, the first few episodes and then obviously well, started another looking. Season, there's another season being filmed right now. Yeah, so yeah. Should... Exactly, yeah. Which we'll get, yeah. which we can get to, I guess. But, um, but I was just leading to that. Then I started obviously looking at other Geek and Sundry stuff, saw Cooptitude and, and what I was, what I was leading to ask you is that do you find it's like a, it's perceived as kind of a Marmite show? And I guess what I mean by that is that, I don't know if you know what Marmite eat. Do you know what Marmite is? I know, Marmite it's, is? That, I know it's that salty yeast y'all yes. but I don't know anything else about it. It's, or it's why, hot, or, well, it, the reason it's like we, we often compare Marmite to things is that it's this thing of that supposedly people love or hate it, which is kind of true. Yeah. Uh, I, I've never, I've always, it's sort of like there's no middle ground with it. And I find that with Cooptitude that when I've, when I've mentioned to people like, oh, you should watch a show it's really really fun that the, yeah. there seems to be no middle ground with people and i guess it's because like you I, yeah. I do you think people appreciate it because it's brother and sister as well because i would say that's probably the central conceit behind the show yeah sure because I mean, i'm just speaking because just the context is i have two older brothers and that is how we yeah. grew up so do you think sure. that's a part of it yeah mm. i mean i think if people can i think if people are familiar with the sibling relationship style particularly mm. the the brother and sister relationship yeah, style yeah. that it, what we do and how we behave towards each other on the show may or may not strike a chord with them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because some people who go, wow, they're really sort of like brutal to each other, but I'm like, in England, yeah. if you've ever been to England, yeah. which I know you have, is that, uh, I mean, that's quite common. We, we, we take the piss, take the piss. Like, you know, we, that, that's mm-hmm. kind of the way we're, especially, you know, I'm yeah. from a working class area of the country. So like that, that's commonplace. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, sure. it's like, if I ring up my dad, my dad's like, what do you want? Like, that's the first thing he says. <laughs> you know, that's loving, just, that's just kind of, yeah, yeah. It's sure. just the way it is. Like, you know, and it's kind of, it is hilarious some of the time, you know, like, uh, um, obviously if you need some more sort of comfort and support, it's not fun, but you know, point still stands. So I honestly think from, from my point of view, I think that's why it resonates with me so strong because it reminds me of growing up with my sure. with my siblings and and sure. I and I I can take I like I, I like that you guys did that you because I wanted to ask you like is it deliberate that you because I know you do the sort of intro where you talk about the film and sort of do this like back and forth with each other like how yeah. much of that is scripted none of it okay I thought that nothing, but I nothing, ask. nothing is scripted mm-hmm. um occasionally I will occasionally we'll do takes we do multiple takes yes and I'll come up with ideas that I didn't on previous take and I'll implement them but there's no script at all mm-hmm. um there's no script uh I don't know if that makes us different than game grumps like they're kind of another duo who play mm-hmm. um I don't know they they tend to release very long format playthroughs uh, they're yeah. very very funny guys we had them on the show once yeah um I don't know if that lack of scriptedness makes us unique or it just makes us cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't afford an actual script writer, so we'll yeah. just do it. I don't know. I mean, the script writing, I would say if the show has a way to evolve, it would be through making it either scripted or semi-scripted. Okay. Uh, would, you make a, would you make it longer? Rough. Would you make it longer as well, though? I don't know if there would be any value to be gained from making it longer. Yeah. I'm, I'm uncertain of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at that's what game grumps do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. You know, they, I agree uh, with you in terms of cooperation. They do, I think they do very, they do very long form things, and they do very 
off the cuff witty conversations. Yes. Um, that's obviously not the market that we go for. Obviously. No. Yeah. I actually, um, I actually, yeah, because I think essentially that's what, on a larger scale, I don't know whether you agree with this, but I'm kind of looking at it objectively and going, like, that's what a lot of people on Twitch do is that they they talk about wider stuff and talk about and the, that they happen to be playing yeah. a game. Whereas with Cooptitude, what I like is that the game is kind of the vocal point because of how not how little length it is. Is that you see enough of the game and obviously your interactions key to it but my point is yeah. like the game doesn't kind of like get and I, I see this some of the time and again there's nothing wrong with this I'm just saying I think this works with cooptitude is that um, is that yeah that because it's that length you can see the game doesn't get sort of devalued and it's not just about the conversations it's like the game makes it yeah. like we just saw in the chat earlier which I happen to agree is that when you guys because it was in the flog wasn't it Battletoads originally when you first played Battletoads wasn't it part of the flog was it Battletoads was it Battletoads or was it uh, was it Golden Axe 2 it was one of them yeah Battletoads maybe it yeah, yeah being both but I'm pretty sure it was Battletoads because you played it yeah. twice and then because yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you played it on an official cooptitude and then there was like a flashback to when it was on the flog I'm pretty. Uh, okay, I'm pretty. Yeah. See, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Done so many. I fucking yeah. fail to remember. So. I see. I, and I, and I remember. I remember that because um, I, I'm more yeah. familiar with the older ones than the newer ones because I've I used sure. to I watch the older ones all the time because uh, um, particularly because I'm the Mega Drive era. Like I grew up on the Mega Drive, so whenever you used to play all the Saturn, uh, what was it called, the Gen- yeah. uh, Genesis. Genesis. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is uh, yeah. Uh, when user played that, like I was really happy. Like because Golden Axe, me, I, I played that about thousand times sure. with my brothers with my brother so um i that obviously came up in the last uh, the last uh, interview we did with you was that just how much thought goes into the games that you come up with like do you both do you both deliberate with it or does someone behind the scenes help you um, with it how does it work they're generally chosen for us uh okay i mean quite frankly there is a number of process improvements that could be used to increase the value and to increase the uh to increase the quality and the value of the show, I feel. Yes. Uh, I feel that uh, someone in chat just said that that should be longer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that I I don't know that if I agree with that. I don't mm-hmm. know that I entirely disagree with that, mind you. Okay. Um, I think that ideally, were it to, were we to set our minds towards becoming a towards growing the fan base and becoming a a thing, I guess, I would say it would be part of an ecosystem, including other things, including long-form playthroughs like the Game Grumps do, mm-hmm. and live playthroughs like we used to do on Sundays with the what we called Co-Optitude Live. Yeah. yeah see, I've seen, some, very... I've seen some of them. Like, I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember what one I really liked you, you did. Uh, we, I... were doing, we were doing Divinity Original Sin. Yes, and we did Prime, Divinity. We did Prime briefly. Yeah. Yes, that was the one I saw you doing because, like, I just loved it because you kept like just sort of attacking each other. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, like, uh, I loved it. Yeah, I, I actually like I watched like the the, the past broadcasts of that because I missed like one of them and I was like uh, they were really fun. And I, I actually felt like that would be the natural progression for Cooptitude. But like, sure. But if you yeah, did, if, if, if you did go if down, it that were, route. if it were something that we were dedicated to as part of our our careers, and yes. And this kind of again goes back to something that we were talking about earlier in yeah, terms yeah. Of, of what does it take to grow something beyond its current form, right? Mm-hmm. So what what it would take what it would take to grow beyond a certain beyond our certain the certain size that we have now is is more time and more resources being dedicated to to further avenues of improvement as mm-hmm. well as as other sources of of the interaction between me and my sister, live streams. Um, Doing stuff like Game Grumps Live, which they actually go around and tour and do it, shit like that. 
um, or continuing with multiple episodes per game. Yeah. Um, that would be a really key one. There's only been a couple of, of games where we've done multi-part episodes, and those, like the CSI episode, have been actually among the best ones. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, it, it requires time, attention, and dedication to the craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there is, have been certain things that we've done on the show that have worked very, very well, and then there have been things that, that have been less conducive, right? Mm-hmm. And the games also dictate the pace and the nature of the conversation as well. Yeah. Since we don't know if it's going to be a good episode until we throw in the DVD or the cartridge and hit power on the machine, it's it's kind of a crapshoot and quality varies, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean that's uh, I I I I think that's a valid point to make, but it's uh, but I guess like it's it's it probably seems a bit trivial to people to say that because yeah, um that that's that's the risk you take in any entertainment yeah. you do is that there's going to be you you know when I hit a hundred episodes, you're like what's you what's the one you like the most, and I was like it's that's that's really like difficult to answer because one of the good things about hitting a milestone when I hit hundred episodes was that I went back yeah. and went wow I didn't I like you probably did, you just said that with cooptitude there's probably an episode in there that you probably can't remember at all which yep. i i'm sorry to say so there's some podcast episodes i've done where oh, i'm like I mean, that, that you know, occasionally it'll like, come up and you only got so much memory in your head i mean if somebody asked me to recall a specific episode i probably would but i yeah certainly couldn't name all 100 and some episodes oh yeah my head yeah yeah sure. which is why it's always kind of right. nice to kind of like you know reminisce every now and again and remember what you have put yeah. into it you know that's that's it that's the positive no, side but, of it like i i love co-optitude and i'll mm. continue to do co-optitude until you know they don't find value in, in it anymore right mm-hmm. and then i'll be really sad mm-hmm. and then i will like find something else to do at the time hopefully yeah. something this adds equal value to other people's lives because that is the the best most rewarding thing about doing the show is uh, knowing that uh, people enjoy and brings a smile to people's face and and a smile to people's faces and that they mm-hmm. enjoy what it is that we put out yeah um and hopefully we would find something else to replace that which would be working together in a capacity because that's what i really like about it is that it gives me an excuse to fly out and and visit my sister for a few days every few months. Yeah, right? that's invaluable. That's invaluable in this world that we have these days. Yeah, an excuse to an excuse to there's, see someone you care yeah. about. Yeah, that's there's kind probably of cool. people who don't get to do that who are in similar. I live four states away situations, and they don't have the capacity to do that. And that's you know unfortunate. And so that's something that's really really awesome about being able to do the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Hello, this is me. Uh, Post edit is to basically say this is the end. Of part one of our interview with Ryan Day, and uh, if you like what you've heard, obviously please do subscribe on our uh, on iTunes, and obviously, which would make a great deal of sense. Otherwise, why would I do this? Is I encourage you to listen to part two, where we talk about um, we talk about wider stuff like dating and a whole host of random conversation that is a geek part of this podcast. So, thank you for listening to part one. We'll see you for part two. Oh yeah, fun times. Love you. Mean it.